Hey, Luke. What's up, bro? Have you heard about the dyslectic uh, devil worshiper? No. He sold his soul to Santa. On this week's episode of Another Digital Citizen, we're going to be talking about the news of the week, the whole presidential inauguration thing, some of the Academy Award nominations, our Royal Rumble predictions, the Summit Lighthouse and the Church Universal and Triumphant, Triple X Return of Xander Cage and Hunted Episode 1. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 68 of Another Digital Citizen. It means that we are halfway to fuck this gimmick. <laughs> um, let's, <laughs> let's say halfway to, to there. I think we were there a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, let's say hi to some of the friends I have here. Let's say hi, America. How are you, America? Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Uh, we're doing all okay, you? I guess. Yeah. We're all right. Yeah. Uh, how 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 is the devil worshiping and the burning of uh, bodies in the uh, apocalypse going? I said we're we're fine, Fro. We we just ran into the door that the black eye. We <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> I promise, I promise, it didn't hit me. It was the door. It was the door all along. Yeah, this week has been quite a, a trial in America, but we'll get into it in the news, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, things that uh, is hard to stay awake. Hey, Taylor. 136. <laughs> and so proud of it. <laughs> no, I wrote a big list of all the of what it would be. So yeah, 136 for you. You. <laughs> you you go down to the calculators like, let's really do this. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? Only, She's got her timetables out, sitting on the desk. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I totally know my 69 times table now, ready for next week. <laughs> uh, but uh, but again, uh, at least you're not uh, Theresa May, so you don't have to meet Donald Trump on on Friday. I, I guess that's good. That's exceedingly good. I would not want to be 
well, I didn't want to be her anyway, but even more so now. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, so uh, we all watched uh, some of the in- uh, inauguration. How do you inauguration? Uh, yeah, whatever he yeah. said. I'm, I'm, I'm Norwegian. I'm allowed to say things uh, yeah. strange. You get um, a pass on. You get a pass on inauguration because that's yeah. Not yes. Say, yes. No um, but uh, yeah, we all watched some of it. Or what did you think? Uh, was it uh, as bad or as good uh, you were hoping, fearing? Uh, it was. I didn't watch it live because. Uh, here, where on the West Coast, uh, I think it was like at five thirty in the morning, is when wow. it happened. So I was asleep. But um, yeah, I watched most of it, uh, and then I definitely watched all the stuff afterwards. Uh, I mean, I mean, the inauguration takes all day. Started, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, East Coast time, eight thirty. I think, I believe, or maybe it was nine thirty, something like that. And I was watching. Uh, parades and stuff uh and donald trump and his son and his family uh saluting people at like 5 30 p.m that night so it was over 12 hours long it, it was it took forever but the whole speech and everything uh i don't know the speech was a donald trump speech it was no different no you know what i mean what do you think of the speech i mean i my dad said it may be the best. He was, yeah. I mean, Hitler wasn't worse. <laughs> I mean, I know it's it's kind of early to 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 take the same approach to compass Adolf Hitler. I'm not saying he's going to kill a bunch of Jews, but uh, but for me, for me, seeing a man without qualifications. Without any intelligent uh, intelligence in his mind or any uh, 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 I'm gonna I'm, I'll remind you some somebody George W. Sure. Bush. <laughs> well, come on, the guy was a complete moron. Yeah, <laughs> we had eight years of a guy who didn't know uh, basic phrases. He didn't know, like, certain words to describe uh, officials. So he would call them, like, the CIA You know what? I would (laughs) rather have eight years with him than Donald Trump again. Really? Uh, I I don't know that yet because it's only been a week. So I'm... (laughs) What's changed, Luke? (laughs) (laughs) He's done some 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 things in the week. I mean, he he, right. he he's got uh, signed executive orders that can do certain things. Um, yeah, talk to talk about the executive orders real quick. Yep. Okay. Yeah, fill well, me in because uh, I don't really know. I didn't watch the inauguration. Well, for example, he wrote uh, one order to more or less stop Obamacare, uh, but that was all already going on in the Senate. Yeah. Right. So, so he kind of wrote it, it down as as a, more as a um, uh, fuck you than than actually. Right. It's kind uh, of like a token signature. Uh, he yeah. did another another one uh, to get out of TPP Trans Pacific Partnership, uh, which yeah. that was basically we we were our it was already dead because most of our government 
had already said we're not going to do that, even though Obama wanted really wanted it. He, it was one of the things he was super pushing for. But uh, mm-hmm. of course, Donald Trump is going to be against that. Uh, it was one. It was one of those things that Hillary was like all for, and she loved until she was a nominee, and then she was like, "Oh, I hate that." Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and then probably, of course the she, biggest she one. She would this probably week, do the same, but yes, if she got in, probably that's the thing about this. A lot of these things that people are really upset about Donald Trump doing, Hillary would have done a lot of these things. So uh, mm. maybe not this one, uh, which he just I think day before or yesterday, or maybe it was yesterday, signed the to expedite the key uh, Keystone Pipeline and the. Uh, Dakota Access Pipeline, which we've talked a lot about in the past. This yeah, and that is to mainly... To it. Yes. To basically saying, uh, giving uh, an executive order to um, try to push it through as fast as possible. It yeah. doesn't necessarily do it. mean it's going to do anything, because there's right. already been laws passed that say, uh, oh, we're, don't you can't do, do certain things. Yeah. So it won't necessarily override it, but it does give the people who were told not to do things the ability to appeal again and try to get the courts to redo it. Uh, that I would, I would say it's maybe the biggest, biggest uh, fuck you that he has done this week that is actually harmful. I mean, the other uh, orders or thing, we we knew that 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 was coming, but I I didn't think he was that eager to to uh, do that pipeline because it's not that popular in the states either. So it's oh, kind yeah, of it's definitely not popular here. He's doing it under the guise of uh, adding jobs by building pipelines uh, which in the long run will get rid of jobs because that pipeline if it wasn't there there'd be people trucking that oil back and forth so we're losing trucking jobs in the long run but that's what he's saying so but i i i i I kind of it's understandable under his thought and regime i mean there there's a lot of things that that i think is interesting uh with for example the new fbi director uh i i think it's really interesting who's that Uh, Uh, you might you must mean cia because the fbi director cia sorry Okay. I was like, James director. Comey is still in the FBI. <laughs> sorry, <yeah>. sorry, <laughs> CIA director, and 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 he's doing a lot of things that that uh, is interesting. Um, also, to do with 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 um, important uh, members of his staff. Uh, I mean, he has uh, already like uh, taken a, a blatant racist into his uh, his cabinet, and there are things that I, I think is, is is interesting that it's kind of laying up to doing something more awful. Mm. Yeah, oh, the yeah, building definitely. blocks are all there; they're all clicking together like that. Right. Right. You can definitely tell that Donald Trump does not give a crap about what he said in the. Uh, uh, in the primaries or, or the election at all. He, you could tell that all that was just rhetoric and he's going to do whatever the hell him and his buddies want to do now that he's in. Um, Which does show that he is a true politician at heart. Right. <laughs> he said he said one thing on the campaign trail, he did something different in office. So, surprise, surprise. Yeah. That's is nothing that new not... in politics. Yeah, hence the disenfranchised 
majority now. So uh, right. there in Oregon, where where you live, uh, you had some protests against Donald Trump. Well, let's talk about the protests in a whole first before we talk okay. about Portland. Um, sure. Because there were protests on Friday and Saturday, obviously after the inauguration. Friday, the day of, and then Saturday, the day after. Two completely different kinds of protests, I guess. Uh, yeah, one violent and one pretty not. Right. I I want to discuss why one was one one way and why was one was the other. Uh, sure. But I'm sure you guys have seen plenty of footage from the Saturday. Um, yep. Saturday. Oh, I don't know if I have. I've seen a lot of... It, which one was the relatively peaceful one? Was that Saturday or the day after? Saturday. No, that's Friday. Uh, no, no it's it's Saturday. Saturday. Sorry. Right, okay. I've seen some of those ones then. Okay. Well, the Friday one, this is at least in Portland. This also happened in other places around the country. Um, Washington, D.C. was also... Uh, just like this, but it's a. Let's watch this video. Why don't we? Let me know when you guys are ready to do that. But um, there was also protests in, in Portland uh, the same night, or on Saturday night, the same night as uh, all the other big women's protests. And there was a uh, hundred thousand people in Portland on wow. Saturday night. <clears throat> there was probably three or four thousand people Friday night, I believe, at like at its biggest. But um, are we ready to do this video <clears throat> real quick? Yep. Nearly, it's just loading up, looking at the twirly right. whirly round thing. Well, I'll let oh. you guys know right now. Uh, there's no, uh, you'll notice by the thing, it's no live rounds, and uh, everybody out there, there's going to be some cussing in this, obviously, because this is live footage. So, okay. Ready, Tilly? Well, we cu- I'm ready. We, 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 cu- we cuss on this podcast, so it's right. not, uh, not, not any, any worse uh, than. There might be a word in there that we would never say on this podcast, but okay, go ahead. Oh, uh, right, okay. Oh, the N word. <laughs> no, let's just play oh. the thing, bro. Okay, in three, two, one, play. Oregon. Local newspaper. Oregon yeah. Live. Oh, that's a graphic language. So this is Friday. You can see the police here on Friday. Mm-hmm. Did you see any yep. of these police on Saturday? They just nope. shot a guy like, like ten feet away from him, maybe. Oh. Oops. This is what Friday's protests look like, everybody. Just so a little reminder, so we remember how this weekend really went. What, I guess. What were the people doing to have that response? Uh, I watched these protests and multiple live streams, and there was no violent action. Uh, what? What the so it's not like said, they started rioting or something. What the police said was that they had projectiles thrown at them, and I heard the police chief's interview. He said specifically, uh, balls of ice. It had snowed the week before. <laughs> they got snowballs. snowballs thrown at them. Wow. Yes. Oh and so gosh. they pepper sprayed and maced and tear gassed everybody and shot yep, them with That's a good reason to do that. Do that. Yes. Oh, it's one way to win a snowball fight, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that, that end scene right there at, of this video you see, it's like the f- streets are filled with tear gas and there's people running and like uh, explosions going off. It looks like a war zone. It's the middle. That's the middle of downtown Portland, by the way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that was yeah. Friday. Um, Saturday, you've obviously seen plenty of. It was the Women's March. Uh, what did you? Let's go to our resident woman. What did you think about the Women's March, Tilly? 
well, again, I didn't. I've not seen much of anything, but I know that um, people have been. It's not just people that are anti-Trump; they're pro-women and the LGBT community as well. But yeah, I'm right. I'm and Black it. Lives Matter. The uh, basically all the different um, all the protesters got together. <laughs> protest groups got together. Right. Exactly. Yeah, um, and all together. <laughs> three million, I believe, people across the country, uh, across the U.S. Uh, so three million—that's pretty big. And then there were other pe- other protests all around the world, including in London. There was a really big. Oh one. yes, it, there was a massive one. I saw pictures of that and interviews of people there saying that you know they're supporting the people over there that need supporting right now, and that certain things, certain worries, have to be addressed. Especially now. I mean, the, the woman's side of it, where do you think that's really coming from as far as Donald Trump goes? I mean, this, I understand the uh, the Black Lives Matter and everything else. The woman's side, it seems like it's specifically from the uh, grab their pussy uh, video, right? Yeah. That we saw from Access Hollywood. Seems like where all this is coming from because I don't remember a whole lot of other reasons for this to be happening other than that well i think it's in general how he treats women and how he sees women and how we as women know how he sees us and how it's like going backwards like how long is it until we end up not having the vote again and we all have to wear skirts exactly i think it has a lot to do with his cabinet his cabinet picks and how they're against planned parenthood and some of them are uh i heard one of Maybe it wasn't one of his cabinet picks, but uh, somebody involved in the Trump camp that was talking about uh, jailing women who have abortions. What? Uh, Yeah. That's disgraceful. Yeah, I heard about that. So, yeah, I totally understand this women's march. It's uh, totally needed, and I think it was pretty awesome to watch how all these people come out. Like, uh, the one in Portland was amazing because um, it was super organized, 100,000 people, like I said, and they all walked this route. They went to the end of it and then they just kind of dispersed it wasn't like <laughs> they didn't stick around or anything like that like a normal protest it was kind of interesting um in that way uh fro what did you think about this whole women's march oh uh, yeah uh, i agree with uh you both said all right well okay now let's get into the nitty-gritty real quick why was friday so violent and why was saturday like uh well what we saw very like they said in at least in Washington D.C. from I've seen nobody was arrested, not a single person. It's uh, probably well, depending on it might I, be different I heard police and stuff. Over over two hundred people were arrested on Friday. Nobody was arrested, and there was maybe twenty times as many people. <laughs> um, but was there snow? If there was no snowballs for them to throw at the police, then they wouldn't get arrested. <laughs> I bet that's it. That's the, uh, from, the what I, from what I've seen of this, the this whole thing, <laughs> this whole women's march originated from a lady in Hawaii posting something on her Facebook page, and it kind of just snowballed. Uh, we'll stick uh-huh. with the snowball theme into the, uh, what we see today, um, being kind of like somewhat co-opted by other um, groups, where it was originally just supposed to be women. Talking to uh, talking to each other and kind of going out and marching, it ended up snowballing and getting all these other group groups involved to the point where, uh, at least at the 
Washington one, there were certain things that I was kind of like that. I don't know if I agree with that 100%. Specifically, uh, Madonna being there and Cory Booker, who is one of the worst Democrats of all time, who voted to not uh, allow Canadian cheaper Canadian drugs into America so that American uh, drug companies can make more money. Just last week he did that. And uh, they're kind of trying to, I don't want to say co-op the this whole movement but they're try those democrats are trying to kind of ride the coattails you know what i mean yeah um, oh look at this big positive thing put my face on it right exactly so you got to watch out for the fox in the hen house uh if you're involved in that whole movement uh if and you're listening i guess but um i guess the real difference that the difference between friday and saturday is friday was spontaneous it was mm. every these people were upset with what was happening you know, all around the country, and um, they went out and they protested. Some of them, that's what they just do. You know, they go out and they protest. And um, I, I even saw an interview with a guy, at least here in Portland. He said, "We go. We've been going out for the last uh, 800 Fridays." I think he said, "And <laughs> this is just another Friday for us." But um, that's crazy, crazy life. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday had been planned a month, more than a month in advance. That's and why, I suppose after Friday, you wouldn't want to be stepping out of line. If you saw all the tear gas and everything, you're like, okay, so let's just not have a go at them. Let's not badmouth them. They that, can't do anything. But not a, you'd think that, but not a single person from Friday was there on Saturday. Not a single person was arrested. Let me remind you. Uh, there was over a quarter million people there, not a single person arrested for anything. Uh, also, let's. I think the real issue here is Friday's planned, uh, not planned. So the police, not uh, nobody's been notified, kind of. It just was a spontaneous protest. Whereas Saturday, they planned it with the city planners. They told them what route they were going to go on. They told the police in advance. So uh, they got all the professionals and the people that needed to be around there. On their on side. Saturday. Right. Yeah. So the thing they is, did it on properly. Friday, when the police, well, let. Uh, that's debatable. We'll get into that second. But Friday, the police show up in riot gear, and there's violence. Yeah. Obviously, in my mind, they if they the the riot gear escalates the situation. Whereas Saturday, yeah. well, no police in riot gear, no violence. So, yeah. Right. Um, at least and, in Portland, I can guarantee you that the reason there was violence is because police showed up in riot gear, and the most violent people there were the police. So. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say that. Have you seen, um, there's in loads of documentaries and stuff. If you see the police when they get in into the riot gear, they're all, because potentially they're going into a huge, scary situation, they get themselves all pumped up and ready and everybody's all full of adrenaline and ready so that, you know, if they do get hit by something, it doesn't hurt as much and, you know, you're kind of in battle mode. So then if you've then got, right. if you're all in that kind of mood, you only need one idiot police officer to do something the people will turn on the police and then boom you've got a riot right you got to get pumped up like calvin and hobbs before a snowball fight um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think the whole exactly thing exactly like that look right uh i think the whole thing about planning ahead like a month ahead and like uh, notifying the government you're going to do these things telling the police showing them the outline of which roads you're going to take on your march um in theory that's a good idea but in practice uh how much how much are you pushing back against the system 
when you're completely working with the system. Right. Well, this is it because you can't you can't protest against the whole system because without it you would be completely screwed. So you have to work with it a bit and you have to I mean, I don't know because it's a completely different country, but like over here you can do the petition thing and if enough people sign it then it has to be discussed by the government. Uh, yeah, that is, there's that to, to we have to petition as well. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to talk about it. They, they could just go, oh yeah, that happened and they just say they say that it happened and not really do anything about it. Yeah, uh, which I'm sure that happens there as well. But oh yeah, that's um, when marches start happening, and then you've got the, you know, your roads in that certain area have to be shut down for that day, and then the government have to listen to you. So it's supposed to work. Yeah, I, I think but, the real concerns for me about the women's march number one is not to have this be a democratic version of the Tea Party where it gets taken over by corporate Democrats to use for their own nefarious purposes. Uh, I would worry about that and make sure everybody watches out for that. The other thing about this, I kind of would compare Friday and Saturday to Friday is like all the people you would see at um, an indie wrestling event at like your a local indie show. Those four or five hundred people that will go to that indie show. And Saturday was a WWE show where all those five hundred people that were at that indie show are there. But there's all these people you've never seen at an indie show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm That's exactly kind of what I would compare the two uh, to, if that makes sense. Um, and I would love it if, if all those people would stick around, but they're only going to come out for WWE shows. They're not going to go to Standing Rock and defend the Native Americans. You know what I mean? They're going to go yeah. to the to the big one that's all over Facebook. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. what Anything else we want to cover about the protests or um, Donald Trump? Nope. I, quite, I just want to sort of note the fact that the big bad thing is bringing people together like i like oh right that. i like that Which although talked about a lot in the past right yeah and you know this we all need something awful to make everything better and at least <clears> now <throat> there's the women's rights people are walking alongside the lgbt community and the anybody that isn't white community and Try, everybody's trying to look after each other and mm. i i like the positivity that's coming out of all of this and we need to Definitely. make sure that we, stays... we focus on that as well because it's there's a whole lot of awful but there's still the positive out there so just you know if anybody's worrying just look at look at the good bit and close your eyes for a minute stays, <laughs> like if, as long as it stays true to its roots and doesn't like i say get co-opted by yeah and celebrities who don't really care about this uh, as much. Like, having certain celebrities there that do care about this stuff and actually go out and show action, like Scarlett Johansson, like uh, Michael Moore, those kind of celebrities are good. Having Madonna there, who says that she's thinking about blowing up the White House, not so good. <laughs> so you just got to kind of, yeah. like, pick which one you want and which, wh where you're going with it. I guess the last thing I wanted to say about this week and the Donald Trump stuff... Um, not just because of the Saturday Night Live writer. I even saw it on my um, Facebook and Twitter feed. But a lot of uh, Democrats making fun of Baron Trump at the inauguration, um, who is a 10-year-old kid. Uh, that is completely unacceptable, obviously. Uh, There's a lady, uh, a Saturday Night Live writer, who wrote a joke about him on her Twitter, and she ended up getting fired for it. So that's good, I guess. Uh, it was totally... 
distasteful. She said that. Uh, did you guys see this tweet? I guess I'll say no. it if you guys haven't seen it. No. I haven't. Uh, she said he's going to be the first uh, homeschool shooter. <laughs> so, but I saw a lot of me. I saw a lot of memes even before that came out. So she was just kind of following the trend of what was happening online at the time. But like I said weeks ago, it, calling Melania Trump like a floozy and a, and a you know whatever because she posed nude or going after. Uh, Going after Baron Trump, that's not getting anybody on your side. Yeah. That's and it's not, not helping. Cool. You're not helping us. You're not, yeah. You're not it's helping not cool, the cause. Though. So, exactly. Uh, if you want to, you know, stick to the Donald Trump's policies, that, that's what I like about now is finally we have, like, Donald Trump's never been a politician. So, there's never been a reason to, or any policies for me to really rag on him about. But now that he's doing things, we're going to be able to really rag on Donald Trump now. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we, we are definitely not going to shut up about it. Right. Exactly. I mean, if we, we see something he does that is good, we will say it. If oh, he says yeah. it, right. do, yeah. And exactly. if he does something that's bad, we will say that as well. We are not fucking right. afraid. TPP this week that he did that was good. We wanted out of the TPP. Uh, it was going to happen anyways, but he made sure it did happen. Uh, yeah. Dakota Axel's pipeline, bad. So he's probably yeah. done more bad this week than good, but that's kind of expected from politicians anyway. So yeah, I'm sure it's going to get worse. Let's just, uh, whatever. Let's just, uh, just sit back and watch his ego. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll explode We will see. Enough. But uh, yeah, we talked five seconds about that is meeting uh, Theresa May this Friday. Um do you think yes. she's going to ask uh, for his autograph? Uh, I wouldn't say <laughs> autograph. I think she's going to admire the Churchill bust that he's got back in the White House. And she's going to feel very, very smug that she gets to be the first... Is it the first outside? Well, the first European uh, international, leader. Oh. Yeah, international leader, I believe. Yeah. So, any, so she gets to be the first. Even... She's sort of like, oh, I've got to do Brexit. Help! Uh, can, can we have some kind of trade deals? <laughs> I think that's, that's she's going to go there, cap in hand. Her. Yeah. Please, Mr. Trump, can we do The Apprentice? <laughs> I didn't want this job anyway. You can fire me. It's fine. <laughs> I would expect to hear some big things out of that meeting Friday as far as oh, yeah. Brexit and uh, Donald Trump uh, talking about that. Uh, so, Maybe yeah, he gave her the idea for Brexit because he likes his weird words, doesn't he? Maybe just call it a Brexit. Call it a Brexit. They won't know it's fine. Because <laughs> she still doesn't know. We know it's it's going to be a hard Brexit, not a soft Brexit. But it's not a black and white Brexit. It'll be a red, white, and blue Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> Brexit's a made up word. You can't what, stop saying different kinds of things. Here in Norway, we switched from uh, FM to DIB. We talked. Uh, about this uh, two, three weeks ago or something like that. I think um, it was last week. Yeah. Was it? Okay. I think it was. Maybe yeah. last week. Yeah, okay. Uh, days after they turned it around, hey, guess what happens? This has, the system goes down. <laughs> How annoyed would you be? How annoyed is everybody? 
Is it annoying? Did anybody care? Oh, uh, it it was back up pretty soon. I think. I think it was back up. Oh, yeah. Twenty four hours is what I read. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the there was a big controversy on whether they should do it or not, and then right afterwards, the whole system yep. goes down. So that's kind of funny for the people who were probably pro. They're like, ah, I feel kind of dumb. Yeah. But supposedly, from what I read, this was from a construction. People were digging, doing construction. They hit some uh, maybe fiber optic cables. <laughs> oh dear! The most important fiber optic cable ever. In yep. Norway. Mm hmm. Because we just have one fiber optic cable in the whole of Norway, of course. Yeah, you just all share it. Yeah. You all got the same Wi-Fi password. Yes. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's secret. The, the That's password a stupid password. Secret. Password should know. never be just secret. At least I four, know. five, six. <laughs> I know. So yeah, but, did people uh, care? Uh, Were people was the uh, an uproar or no. is it just a notable thing? No. Uh, it's it, just it, pretty chill out over there. Yeah, it's yeah, just it, funny because uh it was such a big or such kind of a, a political it ended up being kind of a political thing and then uh this happening just shows that all those politics were just like uh, ruined by a guy with a backhoe is what it comes <laughs> yeah. down to. More or less. That, that could but sum I... the world up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, now it's 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 freaking stupid. I mean, it, I, I don't think it was uh, down for more than an hour or something. I think it was even less than that. But uh, everyone's like, yeah! See what, see, see what happened when we we tried to turn it over. Hello? Oh, you Hello. broke up there for a minute, but yeah, you're still here. Yeah. I said, uh, they said, said, ah, see what's going on there. Ah, I told you so. Ah, we shouldn't change. Ah, ah it's a crisis. It's been down for 10 minutes. Oh, no. Like, Nobody, like, uh, who cares about this? Just the told you so oh, Tonys. I was going to say, somebody, exactly, those people and some person out there who still listens to radio. <laughs> that yeah, one all the Norwegian guy who's sitting there listening to radio. Yeah, the one the one that doesn't have a, a CD or a MP3 player in his car. Yeah. He only has the radio for some fucking reason exactly. because he doesn't have Facebook where you could just look up any kind of video uh, yeah. that has a song or like talk or radio Spotify. on it. Yeah, doesn't have any of that stuff. <laughs> radio is so going to die soon. Why Aww. do we have radio? So builders no. can listen to it. They can. You can be outside in a field with your radio and listen to it. You don't have to be near an internet source. We go and sit by a big well, lake, and we need our radio with really awful. Music. So that was so funny because, but now I was you watching need the internet to listen to the radio. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah now because you've changed it to DAB. But if you hadn't, the th then you, you'd have been fine. <laughs> you don't necessarily need. Uh, you can have a digital radio receiver, which isn't necessarily. I know, but yeah, but it's still you still have to have the equipment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to have the equipment. Yeah, not necessarily the internet. But... Anyways. Yes. Uh, I can't afford uh... a new stereo, so let's not let it up and over it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know if it's going to be a snow day. 
Yeah, it's really important. It's not like you can check that uh, outside your window if it's snowing or not, or on on the internet. Well, no. the internet might be down because of the snow. And <laughs> shut your face. <laughs> How much does it snow in England? Well, you know, every about 20 years we might get yeah. a decent snowfall. I've been sledging mm-hmm. a few times. Mm-hmm. Seen people skiing at the golf years. course. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's we really don't, important. It's <laughs> really important that you have radio for those one in 20 years. Really important. Yeah. That for that very reason. Hey, uh, let's look at something else on the internet. Look, uh, explain uh, for the listeners what we were going to watch. Oh, uh, have you guys seen this video already? Because if you've seen this, we'll nope. just skip it. Oh, okay. This I is have, pretty big the... here. Fro hasn't. Yeah, Fro hasn't seen it, then we'll watch it. It's only 40, se- 40 seconds, so not a big deal. Uh, we'll get this. Everybody got it up. Let me know. But uh, this weekend, this was at the... Um, the march uh, on Saturday. This uh, guy um, was it on Saturday or was it Friday? One or the other, Friday or Saturday. This guy is kind of the face of the alt right, is what they say or whatever. Uh, more of this guy is the face of the young white supremacists because, yeah. in my mind, the alt right is just something totally made up. But this guy even says he calls himself that, so they've kind of taken that term as their own. But this guy is a white supremacist, so... I like uh, the sign oh, that, that's behind him uh, uh, before before we go to start doing uh, the video. It says, white lives matters, matters too much. I think that's more funny. Right. They're probably specifically trying to troll this guy because they know who he is, yeah. I, would, I would assume. But... Um, yeah, this kind of uh, video, this little video, kind of sparked a controversy on the internet of people talking about uh, a specific question about this. But let's watch it first. So, uh, give us a countdown, Fro. In three, two, one, play. To be honest, like this is where this is where we are. I've given conferences for for ages, and oh, uh, we well, usually expect nice the protesters they'll do silly string or something like that. We've entered this new world where the leftist protesters. No, I'm not a neo-Nazi. Do you like black people? Well, yeah, sure. Neo-Nazis don't love me. They kind of hate me. Actually, they, those people don't like me. Nobody likes it. What? It's uh, Pepe's become kind of a symbol. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> Clocked right in the face. <laughs> wow. It was kind of a sucker punch, though. Yeah. I mean, that was when not... he was just talking about protesters, protesters attacking him and stuff, and then he gets yeah. attacked by a protester. And then he gets gets I mean, yeah, a masked protester. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he doesn't deserve it, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's the question that's been posed on the internet. Is it okay to punch a Nazi in the face? Yes, it is. <laughs> is, is that justified? Like, is it yes. okay to sucker punch sucker punch a Nazi? Not like yes. you're not standing up to each other and like, okay. Fro says yes. Tilly? Uh, no. I'm surprised mm-hmm. to hear Fro say yes. Because yeah. Fro has always <laughs> talked to me about how much no, of a pacifist I'm a, he is. I am a pacifist. <laughs> like, I'm, Fro I'm has talked to me kidding. about... 
being mad that somebody uh, owns a gun in the past and saying that <laughs> yeah. to be considered not being a pacifist. No, it, it's like not thing. okay. Yeah. It's not okay to to punch somebody that is against uh, what you mean. It's I say it depends okay. what they're doing. It entirely depends. You can't punch anybody right. if they're not doing anything wrong. You can't. You know, it's like shouting at your dog when he hasn't done anything wrong. You're just going to end up with a dog right. that can't do anything. You, you don't. And is mad at you eventually. Is madder at you than when you started. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get you anywhere. I mean, it makes I mean, you worse than them. I can't count how many times I've heard that Luke wants to punch me. He doesn't mm-hmm. do it. Thank, thankfully. But I mean, yeah, I'm punchable. <laughs> I think everybody has their punchable moments. But I think yeah, this is I don't more, think this guy him standing there somebody for his for his uh, beliefs, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever reason, like yeah, let's no. take out the fact that being a Nazi or being a white supremacist or whatever this guy is, because even in this video we just heard that he said uh, neo Nazis hate him. So I'm not really yep. sure what and what the he KKK hate as, him. But, and so uh, the rest of the communities hate him. He is sort of standalone fighting for white rights. If we take that whole thing out of the equation and just say uh, he got punched for his beliefs, then yeah, whole that, story that changes. Is, right it, there, you go. No, you can't punch people just because they are jerks. Oh I would God, probably would... high five the guy that did it just for having right, the totally. balls to do it, and obviously it's got a lot of. It's giving this guy a lot of publicity, which is bad, but it is negative publicity. And, you know, there's obviously lines yeah, of people all, that hate him. Pu- yeah, but the, the sad thing is that all publicity for people like that is good publi- publicity. Yeah. That's well, it thing. could well have been set up with how he was just talking about, you know, how protesters yeah. normally react to him. And then all of a sudden smacked in the face by somebody with no, you can't tell who it is. Could True. have been his friend. True. That was we... that was one thing I was thinking actually is uh did he just set this up to get publicity, you know what I mean? Did he yeah. take a punch to the face yeah. uh to take to get publicity? I don't know. He, because why would you only punch him once? And the way he punched him as well was just a one punch punch. It wasn't like he was gonna go in for a left swing as well. It looked well. like a good punch though. It looked like a yeah. good solid hit. But yeah. then he sort of just I don't know, there was nothing more like, after that. That's not you want to be right, somebody it's like pro else. wrestling. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's it's what like, that was. Uh, it's like when Hugh Jackman went in there and hit Dolph Ziggler. He's like, he went, <laughs> yeah, really, really, give it to me so it doesn't look fake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But Hugh, Hugh Jackman is is legit when he plays Wolverine. I thought you know knew that. <laughs> yeah, remember when you he know the documentary Dolph Ziggler at the side Wolverine. of the face? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? Yes, we did. <laughs> yes. I promise you, it was not my phone. It sounded like MSN Messenger. No, it was... was, uh, All right, I guess I'll move on since Fro is not going to move on. No, I can can move move on. Hey, uh, Tron is going to tell the truth about shit happens. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Every year I try to lay off some bad habits. This year I'm going to kind of cut down on salt and sugar. I love salt and I love sugar. It's very hard. 
I will still not try to cut up coffee, though, because I'm still in Norwegian and we drink more coffee than anyone else. Well, except the Finns. But I'm going to lay out some old habits. I've been good at it before. I tr- managed to cut down on my parting in drinking. Yeah, my girlfriend wasn't, didn't, didn't agree with that. And I cut out smoking many years ago. And I'm very happy to do that too. But to this year, I'm going to lay out some other habits. I'm going to stop believing that shit cannot happen. Even how incredible it is, shit can happen. Well, liberals at this time last year laughed at the possibility that Donald Trump could be president. We thought, like, yeah, he can't. It's too much stupid bullshit, racist bullshit. America will wake up. Yes, they waked up. They waked up to the worst hangover ever in history. Well, so what did we do? We started believing that when Trump was was caught in a pussy-grabber scandal, that that shall have an impact, but, well, it didn't. We always believe that things cannot happen. So many people didn't go to the voting booth and didn't do a damn shit because, yeah, now we can just sleep tight and we will wake up tomorrow with a still liberal progressive torch will turn on. But that didn't happen and will not happen. A few days ago, well, a few days ago from when I I was reading this, there was a big women march in a lot of big cities in the United States. And that was fantastic to watch. A lot of big celebrities, a lot of fantastic people went on march. Thousands and thousands. But my question is, why didn't they do that in October? Yes, in October, then we really needed it. Then we needed to show strength and force. People didn't. That's typical with liberals. They always trying to sleep till the day they suddenly wake up and find out, holy shit, did I do that? Did did that happen? Yes, it did happen. It happened because you were sleeping and you thought that people cannot be that stupid. Always believe one thing. People can't be that stupid. People can be that vulgar. People can be that evil. We never believed shit can happen. We didn't believe it in 1939. We didn't believe it in 1914. But shit still keep on happening. Peep, liberals must start pulling head out of their asshole and start acting like what the world really is. A constant battle for the freedoms we won. Uh, because we have a victory, the victory will not remain forever. You have to fight for it every day. That is how it works. Because there's always somebody who wants to take your freedom away. So, it's an election in two years' time now. There's a lot of local election coming up. Stop sleeping. Stop believing that they can't get worse than this. Because it can get a lot worse like this. This was John with Tron Tells the Truth. See you next time. Yes, that was Tron telling the truth about shit happening. Uh, we have an email address. Uh, it's another digital citizen at gmail.com. I mean, Jeremy knows that email address. Yeah, because he uh, sent us an email this week. This <gasps> week as well? Another one? Yes. Really? <gasps> yeah. No way. So I will read it wow. a little longer. Uh, ADC, as long as you were reading this, uh, as you were reading this, I am on my deathbed recovering from surgery, and deathbed is crossed out. So I guess he's not <laughs> on his deathbed. 
Maybe that's just is that formatting? No, it's crossed out. I think on purpose. I blame yeah, my father. It's his genes that got me into this predicament. His father, all my uncles, even he has degenerative discs in their lower back. Oh, oh no, no. But, yeah, me and Fro both have had bad backs in the last couple months. So bad. Yep. Uh, that's gotta be gnarly. Bad, bad back yeah. is work. I just all happen to also have my mother's. Uh, mother's father's tall genes making me larger than any of them and thus herniating the discs sooner than later. So Wednesday, January 25th, uh, that's today, a neurosurgeon will be uh, will be, is digging into my lower back, so he's probably in surgery right now. Good luck, Jeremy. Yeah, good luck. Good vibes and everything to you. Yep. Uh, Taking, uh, he's digging into my lower back, taking out a disc and fusing my L4 and L5 vertebrae together. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, some serious stuff. Yeah. You're going to get the good pills for that one. Uh, <laughs> the good news is I will no longer suffer from debilitating nerve pain on my lower right side. Oh, that's good. Hey! Also, I get to spend six weeks working at home most of the time in bed or on the couch. Uh, and probably make sure you get stuff to make... Uh, Something good, like uh, some kind of good food. That's all, that always yeah. makes sickness better. Like and ice milk cream, shakes. a lot of milkshakes, yeah, yeah, and packets of well, as I call them, crisps and sandwiches and things. I just sit with yep. a loaf of bread and a big multi pack of whatever my favorite crisps or snacks are. There and you then, go. Yeah, you're sorted, and you don't because especially if you're stuck. And I'm thinking with your back, you know, you're gonna have bed rest a lot. Get yourself prepared and have everything that you need just in your general location so you can grab it eat it get rid totally anyways uh anyway tell tilly double of 66 is 132 not 122 (laughs) how am i supposed to truck trust her with my cricket scores if she can't do math correctly (laughs) thanks thank you jeremy oh that's funny I'd be getting the cricket scores from Dick, and he's really good at maths, so that's fine. I do the English bit. He does the maths. Well, feel better, Jeremy, and we're yeah, thinking we're about thinking it. of you. Uh, we we will dedicate this podcast to to your back. Oh, his How surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> to Jeremy's surgeon, this podcast is yours. Think steady thoughts. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. We like Jeremy enough. Yeah, we'll get you if you ruin him. Yep. Hey, have you watched anything on TV this week, Luke? Uh, yeah. Um, well, besides Hunted, episode one, which we'll talk about later in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. First episode of the season two of Outsiders was this week. Uh, mm-hmm. It was yesterday. Very good. Um, really good. I think the show could be for anybody kind of uh they had this really crazy ending of the last season and the beginning of this one uh by the end of the episode i, I was as confused as by the end of the last season so me uh, they too. totally changed up the storyline but it's in a good way um and then uh the good place finale was this week two two-parter yep. i really like that too great ending um, what the ending what a fantastic right. ending Oh. Definitely not spoil anything, but it, it uh, totally uh, swerve kind of happens on you. And um, yep. And then I heard uh, finally you got the release of the uh, of the 
premiere date of Samurai Jack season five is going to be on uh, March 11th. Ooh. So a couple months, and we will be getting some Samurai Jack. Excited for that. Cool. So you didn't see the first episode of Path season two this week? <gasps> I didn't because know that. it's oh. back, bitches. What? I did not know. Yep. I didn't have longer. it on my list for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to watch okay. it next week. Because I saw it, and it was so fucking good. Ooh. Yeah, it's totally changing its storyline as well. Oh, oh wow. cool. Are they going to yeah. change its name to The Ladder? Like it should have always been. <laughs> uh, uh, no. 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 When but, was the first uh, episode, bro? I think it was yesterday. Oh, okay, that's probably why I missed it. I just haven't seen I, it yet. Okay. I think it was a double episode as well. If I'm not remembering incorrect, I've just seen episode one. Right. Okay. Are you sure they're not doing one episode and then a double one for number two and three? <laughs> yeah. Let's, <laughs> okay. Let's let's address that issue. Oh, uh, I see why I haven't seen it yet. Is because uh, it came out today uh, oh, it on came out Hulu, today. and so okay. Fro saw it, it saw it before the show. And I, the thing Fro has hours before the show where I wake up and do, start the show. So yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. It came out, it came out this morning uh, our time. So. Yeah, so let's talk a little about Hunted and the fucking travesty that's going on there before we do it. Because, I mean, it, I, I, I I was so fucking confused about uh, this. Well, we're going to get happened? into that. We're going to do a whole review at the end of the show. So let's get let's wait for it. Really? You yeah, you don't want to wanna burn all your burn all your wood before we get into the review. So, yeah, do oh. some suspense. I'm, I'm never yep. going to burn my wood for you, Luke. <laughs> Don't burn your wood for anyone. That's not even a good enough. innuendo. That's like a bad innuendo. In your endo. Yeah. Oh, other than um, path, fucking me, I'm really bad. Uh, other than the path, uh, I saw uh, something I think Tiller uh, uh, should watch if you haven't watched it. Ooh. And it was brainwashing um, uh, Stacy. Which Have you watched? episode? Oh, the anti-abortion camp. Yes, I've seen that. I saw that a few weeks ago. Oh, holy fucking God, that was good. It, brilliant, isn't it? Because she's yeah. there with the children as they're sort of being brainwashed at the camps. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I started uh, to watch uh, The Travelers. I like it. What is it? It's a time traveling uh, show. Oh, yeah. I think you've mentioned it before. But I haven't seen it before. No. So, what about you, Tilly? Have you seen anything on TV this week? Um, One thing I didn't see, but I saw that came up, which I gutted that I hadn't noticed, Witless has got a second season on the BBC iPlayer, so that will be my this evening telly um, the latest episode of Uncle also on the BBC thing, have you seen that? Uncle? No Didn't you talk you should... about this last week? Yeah, and it was, okay. last week was a heavy episode, we're sort of at the okay. end you're, <gasps> and then this week's it's like the follow on from it 
and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody because obviously there's still that if you've not watched the last one you need to but yeah I was glued to it and he does one of his best songs because there's a song for each episode because he's he's a musician as well but a comedy musician and yeah one of the best songs in the whole thing that he does on this episode and um, LA Hair embarrassingly what is that? It's um, a reality TV show that's filmed in a salon that's owned by Kim Kimball, who's the leading um, black hairstylist. She does okay. like weaves and wigs, as well as styling hair and dressing it beautifully and stuff. Yeah, I'm, um, I might have gone through, I think, four seasons of that this week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounds something I would like to watch. Yeah, well, I've I've written down in my little notes, like TV, just LA hair. So addicted, honey. Because mm-hmm, it's so fabulous, I can't believe it. Yep, that sounds <laughs> okay. uh, like a TV show I would love. Oh, it's wonderful. And there's, you know, fights break out. It's Bad Girls Club, but in a salon. Okay. And there's a three men that work there but yeah and, might as and well. we all know that uh, bad girls club is the best reality show in the world so see i think la hair's better but then i did go to hairdressing <laughs> yeah. college so i think if i'd have been a bad girl and been in trouble at school and all the rest of it i'd probably <clears> like <throat> bad girls club more but i could identify right. a bit with this because you know at the end of the day if you sit in there you don't think it's that much of a hard job but then actually watching them and following them, you remember the long days and things. It's just, it's a right hard slog. Right. Right. But yeah, it's it's a cool show. I like it. There's loads of funny bits. Some of the people that work there are hilarious. And you would just go and have your hair cut to listen to them talking to uh, each other. Who, who, who made this, by the way? Uh, it's one of the, I think it's We... Is that a TV channel? We? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Women's on... Entertainment. Right. Oh, is that what oh. it stands for? There we go. That I makes sense. So. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> oh, no. W-E. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, nice. Um, this week, uh, the Oscars came out. Uh, the best Oscar picture uh, nominees came out. All the other nominees. We will not do the whole. We will not do the whole list because we are going to do that uh, for our predictions in four weeks. Right. Yeah. Like the week before the actual Academy Awards, which the Academy Awards are uh, February twenty sixth. So yes. Yeah. Four four weeks. Yep. And we will also do the Razzies, as we did last year. They're my favorite. Right. I like them. I don't care about the Oscars. <laughs> right. <laughs> I care about I'm them. I'm more excited for those as well. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we are going to talk about uh, the Best Picture nominees, because we're going to do one-on-one um, movie after the three we do now. Me and Luke will go back and forth talking about one movie, especially. But we're we're going to fast talk about three movies that we have talked about on this podcast before. Yeah, already. Uh, So since we've already talked about them, we're just going to go through them real quick. But these are for the best picture category. 
we're going to try to cover the rest of them in the coming week. So, to, uh, Fro, why don't you start out with one of yours, and then I'll go to the next one. Sure. Um, I will uh, do Manchester by the Sea, then, uh, since that was the last movie I actually saw in in cinemas uh, before I saw the thing I saw this week. But mm-hmm. uh, Manchester by the Sea, uh, really good uh, movie, drama. Uh, we talked about it last week, so... Uh, what do you want yep. me to say about it, other than listen back to what uh, we talked mm-hmm. about? Is it right. good? Mad Demon. Is it best picture worthy? Yes, definitely, definitely. I'm. I. It's one of my favorite movies of 2016. Mm-hmm. Right. This has Matt Damon, Kimberly Stewart, Chris Mora, Lauren Beck, and Kevin J. Walsh in it. Um, and I've heard good things about it as well. Uh, directed by Matt Kenneth Damon? Monogram. Matt Damon wasn't in it. I think in Manchester really... by the Sea? I Isn't it written by him or directed by him or something? No. Oh, uh, Matt Damon produced by Matt Damon. There you go. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Produced by, okay. those are, that's who it was produced by. I was reading the wrong, yeah. wrong list. Directed by Kenneth Monogram. Starring Casey Affleck, Michelle Williams. Yep. Kyle That's Chandler, Richard Moll, Lucas Hedges. Um, Casey Affleck related to Ben Affleck. This yes. cost $8.5 million to make, and the box office, it got $40 million. Uh, I'm going to do Arrival, I guess, since that's the only one of these movies I've seen. Um, directed by Dennis uh, Villeneuve? Villeneuve. Is that how we say Villeneuve. Villeneuve? No. Villeneuve. Yeah. Okay. Starring Amy Adams, Jeremy Reiner, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Michael Stolbarg. Uh, and this one had a budget of $47 million and brought in 163.2. So it made a lot more money than the other one. But it's been out. It was out for a lot longer than Manchester by the Sea. So. And what was the last movie? Oh, the last movie we're doing? Uh, Moonlight. You'd seen Moonlight, that, right? Moonlight, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's uh, terrific. It's about uh, a gay black man and his troubles through childhood, uh, youth, and grown up. Yeah. Right, this Life. is directed by Barry Jenkins, uh, produced by Adelaide Romanas- Romanski. Oh, I wonder if she's related to... Hmm. Uh, yeah. hmm. I don't Maybe. know. I, there's, I can't click on her name, so I don't have any information. So probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dee Dee Gardner and Jeremy Kleiner, starring uh, Travente Rose, Andre Holland, uh, Janelle Manon, uh, Ashton Sanders, and Jarell Jerome. Never heard of any of those people. Uh, nope. That's a bu- brilliant budget. name, though. Jarell Jerome. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't what know if that. Yeah, that does kind of sound like that might be a, uh, a pen name, but who knows? Uh, budget five million, so really low budget movie oh, to yeah. be uh, in there, and only made fifteen uh, sixteen million dollars. So really low budget film, didn't make a lot of money, but it's uh, might it probably will make a lot more money if it uh, wins. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, but, um, yeah. that's our three movies for this week. Fantastic movie. Um. What will we do next week? Uh, I I want you to watch La La Land and me not because I'm I, I know you hate musicals and I think it would be more fun if you watched La La Land I and I didn't. Well, we'll talk about it after the after the show. We'll figure it out. But uh, 
La La Land? How about that? We will talk about it after the show. <laughs> I, I, I will try to get him to see La La Land, and I'm not going to do it. That would be funny. Because it's out now, Luke. I can send you it. I have it on my hard drive. I have just haven't seen it. But uh, let's talk about something that could be uh, required as being a little bit la-la. <laughs> See what I did there? The Summit Lighthouse, or the Universal and Triumphant. What the fuck is this, Luke? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I don't know if it's a great question because that's a really complicated question to answer. But um, <laughs> true. This, uh, like we said last week, is a religion based. Uh, it's formed in 1975. Uh, kind of a new age religion. Uh, created by Mark L. Prophet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I believe from what I read, this is based off of another previous kind of religion which was called i am activity uh yeah they do a lot of the they talk a lot about the i am right this uh the i am movement was founded in the 1930s and supposedly this mark l prophet was uh he was part of it at the time so he took a lot of those beliefs and he added in what christianity and buddhism and all these other things new age uh new age things and made this religion yeah it's sort of I love everything, hasn't it? Yeah, and I love that his last name is Prophet. Yeah, do you think he changed that, or do you think he just oh, I'm sure. He was born that and just went well. I'm hundred percent sure he changed it. I I I love this guy. And I've listened to the Open Door Ascend to Master Online Radio this week. (laughs) (laughs) I I've I've listened to it and. And I mean, uh, their own Wikipedia kind of thingy as well is also a, 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 like a lot of information. They have ascending master and encyclopedia uh, uh, with over like seven hundred articles. Wow! I'm I'm not freaking kidding. If you really want to like go into this, there is so much information in this uh, small little strange church. But that makes sense, given how many um, people the guy that started it has been in his past lives. You know, they'd need to write a lot of things to get all of that stuff down. (coughs) I guess so, Have you seen the list? There's a list of um, what Elizabeth Clare Prophet, the wife, said. Um, I'll read out this little bit. Elizabeth Clare Prophet taught that her husband Mark, upon his death, became an ascended master, known as the ascended master Lenello. The name comes from the combination of the two names of his many asserted former incarnations, Sir Lancelot and Harry Wadsworth Longfellow. That's so he put those ah. two names together, became mm-hmm. Master Lenello. He's also been, in past lives... Um, He's been a high priest at the Temple of Solar Lagos in Atlantis. He's been Noah. He's been Ichnanaton, who I'm guessing might be um, from Egypt. He was Aesop, Mark the Evangelist, 
Oregon. Sir Launcelot, although we know Lancelot. Wait, Oregon? It was a state? Yep. Uh, Body Dharma okay. as well, for anybody that knows Buddhism. He was Body Dharma, that's who he was. Right. Um, Clovis I, who was the first king of France. Saladin St. Bonaventure. Louis the... Is that the 14th? Yes. And Henry, Henry Wad, Wadsworth Longfellow. And Alexei Nikolaevich. Something else unpronounceable of Russia. So this guy's <laughs> been a lot of people. And those sound a little out of order as far as time goes, but yeah, uh, those are all his reincarnations, though. Like he 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 was those people, and now he's re- was reincarnated into Markel Prophet or whatever. Yeah, and now he's is. been now he's ascended and either reincarnated into something else or he's gone up. And to... there's a lot of talk about ascending monsters. I mean, like I never ever heard the overuse of ascending monster ever. But this this website and those like things and information that is about them, it's a, a red line through everything. So we have to talk a little about sending masters as well. But let let's let's start with the beginning because we we we're talking about Mark and Elizabeth Prophet. Who were they? Right, like I said, he was... Um, he was a controversial was American in... New Age religious figure. Right. A self-proclaimed right. prophet, was... orator, and husband of the woman that we mentioned earlier. That's pretty much... He was in the I Am movement, and he uh, that got disbanded, kind of. So he, But he, want, he liked those tenants and everything else. And I believe what happened is his wife got involved in this, and she's the one... She came from a Christian background. So she brought the Christianity part of it into it. And then the I think he, he brought in the Buddhism and the because kind of the Buddhism side of it was already in the I am tradition, which if you read yeah. up on that, it's kind of like a it wasn't so much of a religion religion as it was kind of like a. Mm, but uh, it's an offshoot. It says here offshoot of uh, theophacy. I've never heard of that. Uh, yeah, I hadn't. I kept seeing that written everywhere. It says that this is one of the basis of a lot of the new, what we call New Age religions. Like this is one of the first ones uh, right. ever around, and this, it talks a lot about uh, the ascended masters in its teachings as well. So the ascended masters came from there. The I am uh, persona, which we'll talk about in a minute, that came from this I am uh, thing. So. They, they just basically took all these things from other religions and made their own religion out of it, is what it is. Yeah, which is kind of what I've done, but I don't preach it at people or try and make scriptures work for what I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> but ascending masters. I mean, there, there, there are seven ascending masters. I, I like all of them, especially the last one. Uh, we have uh, El uh, Moria, uh, that is uh, God, more or less. We have wow. uh, Lord Lanto, and he is uh, uh, the Illumination Master. We have Paul the Ven- Ventian. Uh, Right, nation, so, so, something. He's he's the master of love. 
Um, we have Serpius Bay. I like. I love that name. <laughs> Sounds um, like something out of Harry Potter, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And uh, and he he is uh, the the, uh, the the self discipline god more or less. Then you have Hilarion. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, he must be the god of comedy, of course. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's hilarious. He, yep. But he he's uh, the health god, more or less. Then you have Lady Master Nada. Nada. Um, she's uh, the uh, Aqua. Uh, she's she's uh, the uh, service of um, uh, peace, and uh, and uh, she's involved with sponsorship. Oh. With- Wow, okay. I didn't have Lady Master Nada on my list of them, and now I'm reading it. It says, some such as Lanto, Lady Master Na- Nada, Lady Master Lotus, and Laniel, Lanel, Lanelio, Lanelio, are as- Ascended Masters first identified by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Right. So she, uh... Uh, she identified these probably after Mark died, is my guess. Then you have, you have St. Germain. That is uh, kind of uh, he is uh, the freedom, mercy, and transmission and ritual god, and then you have Maha Kuhan, that is the resp- uh, uh, representative of the Holy Spirit. So the seven ascending masters, and try to to keep this in mind, Tilly. I'm Each. trying. Teach the seven paths to God. Right, okay. So Jesus Jesus teach one way to God, and yeah. his name is Jesus. According to, to the Sending Masters, there are seven paths to God. Are right. these linked and to your each... chakras? <laughs> no. If you go okay. to teach... Uh, yeah, no, they are. Each each one of the chakras is representative of a different, right. a, a different one of these ascended masters. Yes, so all yeah. that stuff is definitely connected. But because there's the uh, seven rays of ascension. But what, right. what Fro's trying to talk about is uh, that each one of these gods also rep- represents a what do they call it? A ray, like they represent it as like a ray of sunlight reaching yeah. up towards the eye. The so ray of ascension. One of, each one of these gods has a different message of how you're going to get to heaven and each there's so there's seven different paths as opposed to like christianity where it's believe in jesus that's it yeah yeah so uh tell me what i want you to go do is go to www.sunlighthouse.org then you go sunlighthouse.org yes sunlighthouse.org uh, then you press where it says teachings. Uh, no, it says unable to find sunlighthouse.org. So I never went no, to sunlight. No, oh, so, sorry. Are you talking about the website summitlighthouse.org? Yeah. yeah. Which is sorry. on our, which is right on our, uh, <laughs> I've already got it open. Yeah. Click. I yeah. can't read. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. I was so confused by what was happening. I'm like, what? Uh, let's stop. Yeah. 
Okay. I thought Sunlight Is House maybe. I, I I thought it would make you end up at some kind of like a, okay. a greenhouse uh, selling place or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's stop. Oh, like a right. Uh, right. What am I clicking? Okay. Uh, go to cheat uh, strings. Oh, we've got a pop up. Do yep. I want angels and archangels? Ascended masters. It's yeah. So go to ascending masters. From. And which one this, are we picking? This guy has a fantastic ascended masters. Ascended masters under ascended masters row. Yes. Okay. And then you can read what it says uh, underneath the seven uh, ascending masters teach the seven paths to God for me to Okay. The Ascended Masters help us become aware of the paths back to the Source. Paths that we can walk over to master the seven rays of our Christ consciousness that emerge from the white light. (laughs) The seven colour rays are the natural division of the pure white light emanating from the heart of God as it descends through the prism of manifestation. These are the subdivisions of the wholeness of Christ, (laughs) regardless of their colour. All of the flames have a white fire core of purity, which embodies all of the attributes of God and which may be invoked by those who desire to expand the Christ consciousness. That is is gobbledygook. Yeah. That is uh, gobbledygook. Has it cleared everything up for everybody? Do we all know what we're doing? I watched so many YouTube videos of this. Oh my gosh. Whoever wrote this, I want to hit him with a snowball. That's what I want yeah. to do. <laughs> a yellow one. <laughs> it's so it's so incredibly hard. That that is one of the things. Like I like when religions are easy to understand. Yeah. This this religion is so freaking hard to understand because they use It's complicated of, on purpose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They they use a lot of 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 weird words to make it seem as there are some some special um, uh, uh, way to go, get to God, and they want you to kind of ask them questions like, "Well, what does that mean?" So they can explain things to you and get you into their kind of uh, teach yes, you their I'm, language. Yes. So it's it's really Scientology in a way. Where it, it's it's a mix of everything that I've ever seen. Like right. ev- she reminded me a lot of um, that. Is it the Hillsborough Baptist Church? Mm-hmm. That she reminded me not just like the way she spoke and quite a lot of the facial features remind me a lot of the main woman from right. that. Very. Oh, maybe that. Yeah. Okay. I was really there. There whole. Their whole religion and uh, concept, it reminded me much more of happy science than anything oh, yeah. else because yeah, of the, yeah. because of the seven science. ascended masters and then oh, the yeah. fact that they happy science has this Buddhist uh, Christianity cr- cross crossing thing happening where this also uh, does. But this kind of also uh, involves what, like paranormal things and... Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. it, it kind of engulfs everything for people that aren't religious or people that are Christian and want to change are probably Christian and want to convert to something else then I I see it as you know they've taken everything that people are attracted to 
like the whole, you know, the meditation, your mantras, your mm-hmm. chakras and things, and then the scripture that proves it because it's from times gone by and we can attach that to ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the spiritual planes and how there's different planes and different things and angels exist. And it's the world I grew up in, but with crazy people preaching it, if you know uh, what I mean. It's also the whole concept of, like, uh, uh, Jesus and all these other, um, like Buddha and uh, Muhammad, they were all in in these different religions. It's not just this one, but it's always that they're um, they're prophets, but they're all this. They're all part of the same religion, really. They just don't talk about how they are in their teachings. Right. Yeah. They're all from the same God. They're just, and that's how these ones always work. Is all the prophets are, even though the prophets talk about different things, they're all working for the same boss. Kind of, I guess we would say, yeah. in these in these teachings. Whereas the other religions are all, oh, we're all separate from each other. It's always the way with these ones, and it, I, I think you're right. It's to maximize the amount of people that they're going to bring in. Because if you're a Christian and you're kind of questioning your Christianity, and you see this, you can still believe in Christ, but you get all yeah. this other stuff with it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? This whole you, other all the things that uh, you've learned still apply. Everything you know, when right. you've sat in church and they've told you all these stories, they still apply. They just change a bit. Because they say lots of strange words that confuse you, and then you realize, oh no, I recognize that. I recognize and this in story. A, in a way, it's kind of like Mormons when it comes to like uh, holy scriptures as as well, because like uh, their relationship to the Bible really don't matter. Like like uh, they they are more um, in. Included in in the teachings of 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 uh, the prophet uh, 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 couple Mark. than than Mark, Mark and Elizabeth, right? Yeah, than 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 for example the Bible or or, or anything well, else. in their mind, in their mind, he is you know three steps above Jesus because. Uh, he was Jesus. He was reincarnated. Right. So yeah. he's got all that knowledge plus. So uh, I kind of would describe it as like uh, Christianity if you bought like a the extra content or something like that. Yeah, it's the expansion pack. So yeah, they believe go. in they believe in reincarnation, uh, and that is a big part of what they believe in. They talk a lot about it uh, through their their sites, um, but it's kind of a weird view of reincarnation because it's it again not... reminded me of Happy Science a little bit because Happy right. Science has the same kind of view on reincarnation. Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 not like a Hindu. If you do right, you can became a cow and and things like that. <laughs> It's more more human exploring than 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 other uh, parts, I think. But uh, um, they also uh, talk a lot of uh, of things of of karma. And how how would you explain uh, their view on karma, Luke? Well, it's ju- it's totally related in their minds to um, reincarnation, where karma is kind of uh, what did they say? Something about it, it's kind of just like happy science in the sense that on Earth you like build up this karma, and then when you get uh, to heaven, 
it the whole point of life is they called it like a school. It's like mm-hmm. being sent to school and you learn things and then you come home. That's life. Right. In their minds. And so karma is what you learn at school. If that makes sense. Uh, that's right. kind of how they describe it. And the more you learn, the more your uh, soul is going to ascend into this other world. Uh, the higher your your soul will ascend into this other world. So the better the more car- the better your karma is, the higher you're going to ascend before you uh, get reincarnated again to relearn to learn everything uh, to learn more. That's the whole idea. It's to yeah. like build up your soul karma, kind of. I guess I would yeah. describe it. And yeah, they they were saying something about um, there was a little documentary that I watched on this um, that they were saying about how you have to go through all of these different stages and do all of this sort of build up and do your ascension and all the rest of it and get ready because eventually we're at the end of your journey with you getting to meet God. And if you're not ready, what God would tell you would blow your mind and make you insane. But I'm so happy that this religion finally told me why I'm not married. Do you know why I'm not married, Italy? Uh, because you're not thinking positively about it? No, because I haven't met my twin flame. Your twin flame? Oh, I missed about twin flames. Is this like a I swear we've, <laughs> covered, we've covered twin flames at some point <laughs> on this show. I could, some other religion that I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was like uh, the one, the Australian guy who thought sure. he was Jesus. I want to say it was that guy, but yeah, twin flames and soulmates are two different things. Like a soulmate yep. is one thing that's like uh, on one level, like a soulmate, you, uh, a soulmate tie is different than that of a twin flame. Whereas we each have only a twin, one twin flame. We can have many soulmates is what it says. Yep. So there's right. one person out there that is specifically for you, but you could fall in love with other people. They'd be your soulmate. So there's mm-hmm. something above soulmate in this religion. So, <laughs> right. So that's for all the all the women that have, or all the people uh, that have come out of relationships and really wish that they, you know, maybe one day we could get back together. You could, be, oh, well, they're my twin flame, but I'm uh, with my soulmate. How I love right. A soul soulmate uh, soulmate is supposed to uh, refi- f- uh, fulfill. Sorry. Your karmic relationship. A karmic relationship is where two individuals are drawn together uh, for the balancing of mutual karma. Uh, The (laughs) karmic tie may be the tightest of all and the beginning uh, and may begin with uh, a strong uh, a strong attraction. Sorry. So it's like they're describe they're saying like love uh, soulmates. You could be in a karmic relationship where there's no actual like love or sex or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Twin Flames is going to be your married forever. So now we're going to go to another part of 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 this. Uh, Tilly, go to teachings. Yeah. Then you go to teachings again. Okay. Do you f- see where it says your divine spark? I see your divine spark. <laughs> yep. And I want you to read just the the first. Uh, four paragraphs of uh, the divine spark that burns within your heart this flame that burns within your heart one sixteenth of an inch in height 
is the divine spark, the potential of your divinity. It is the gift of life of the creator to the creation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That was in quotations. Just, just stop there for two seconds. So they believe that Jesus was the only begotten son? Nope. No. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But no, if he's the same one all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The conscious... All the, since since uh, it's reincarnation... It's the same Jesus soul. and all those other ones are the same person. Right. So it is the only begotten son, even though they're all these different people. So, yeah, it is yeah. a little yeah. complicated. But also, the flame that burns in your heart that's one sixteenth of an inch high. <laughs> Didn't we cover this in another religion, too, where, like, the flame of your heart uh, was, like, you know, right to the left of your uh, brain or whatever? Remember this? this I'm was so happy that we are we did, speaking but... about this after I saw this uh, episode. Uh, continue, uh, Okay. The consciousness of the son is centered, son as in your, not your daughter, but your son. The mm. consciousness of the son is centered in the flame, which is thus called the Holy Christ flame. Holy Christ! <laughs> this truly. <laughs> Holy Christ! <flame>. Yeah. <laughs> it still sound like something you'd say in a gay bar. Yes. This trinity of God's sacred fire focuses the primary attributes of power, wisdom, and love. His bestowal, flame of his very flame to every son and daughter. <laughs> Truly, this threefold flame is the tripartite light, tripartite light, which mm-hmm. lighteth every man and woman that cometh into the world. Why all of a sudden have we gone all ethic? I don't know. <laughs> they decided to go full Shakespearean in that last sentence. Yeah. I don't know what went on there. But last the, the, day, but not least, I, I love this uh, uh, next part. It's maybe my favorite. This is the individualization of the God flame, whereby the word is made flesh in you and whereby you behold the glory of the Lord of all within your members. Within my what? Within your members, guys. There's the Lord of all within your members. <laughs> what members? Your, pants. <laughs> your members. <laughs> oh, I remember. Uh, you remember? I remember. Oh, so funny. I love this. Did you read right below that in the next, the coming of the ancient days? Is no. right below that in this teaching section. We're just no. talking about. Um, I'll read the very uh, last thing. For at this dark hour of our planetary history, all had forgot their God source. None paid recognition to their spiritual fire in the temple of man. Therefore, through adornation and invocation of the one God and service to the planetary life wave, Sanat Kamura and his band of keepers of the flame magnified the Truinian aspects of life, which in the beginning... which in the beginning the father mother god had placed as the threefold flame within their offspring of course mm-hmm. of wow course. yeah um have you heard the <sighs> mantras well the affirmations the i am affirmations yeah let's talk about that what what is that the well from what um elizabeth claire prophet was saying on because there's lots of youtube videos of her preaching right so mm-hmm. she she yeah. tells you a lot and did either of you guys see the oprah special about this that's on youtube there's an oprah no. special about this from like 
96 that I watched also. No, is it good? Yeah, it's all right. She actually has a lot of people on that. Uh, she has Cl- uh, the daughter of Claire Prophet, uh, who also has some YouTube videos and stuff. I think she has a book, but uh, she still believes in it. And then they have the brother of her who doesn't believe in it anymore. So that's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Wow. Cool. But her affirmations, I believe she gets people to sit, close your eyes and say this and try and remember it and say it to yourself a lot. Okay. It says... I am affirmations, tapping the power of God. Jesus showed us how to tap the power of God's name when he made the, made the statements. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the light of the world. I am, come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. And I am the way, the truth and the life. I'm not quite sure what the whole I am come and they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. <laughs> no clue. Like, uh, oh, I've got an abundance of life now. What do I do with this? It's just, just there's, abundancy. Like, I, I don't know I, if they're talking about it in a physical sense, as in a lot more people, or they're talking about life in like a meta, meta, metaphysical sense. I don't know. Yeah. Right. And there's, uh, uh, there's loads more, but there's... And, and of I, course, the I am affirmations all come from I am movement, which was previous to this. But yeah, go ahead, Frog. Yeah. And and I, I I think one of the things that I, I did first was go to their store. I I think, like, going to the store is, is maybe one of my, like, favorite things to do. And they have audios, they have books, and they had a, a, a own section that was called first steps like oh this is what you need to read first mm-hmm. and 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 it's not like it's one book no it's not nine books it's 12 wow yep you need 12 things and two of them are cities and how much are they uh, ranging from twenty bucks to the cheapest is almost six bucks. I think and the one thing you go if you go to their store that's probably the best thing for people to check out uh, at home is uh, spiritual art. If you go to products and go to yep. spiritual art, love some that good stuff on there. Uh, mm-hmm. my, one of my favorite is probably. Um, there's like a pyramid in the background with uh, the North Star, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like when Jesus was born. Except then there's like a a, a railroad, and it's going <laughs> to the Sphinx. But there's also like um, a Muslim man with a staff in the background, and there's little tiny people. Like, and then there's these. Ra- it's weird. I don't know how. <laughs> You've weird. made me try and get it up now, but it's not loading. I want to see weird pictures. <laughs> yeah, there's some valid cards as well. It's kind of strange. But, but if uh, we go back to the website real quick, I think the sure. weirdest one that when I was going through the teaching section, which, like we said, there's four sections in this teaching thing, and there's <sighs> what? Uh, so much information. Ten, probably ten, 10 to 15 um, different things under each of the four things, and that's just in teachings, mm-hmm. not in the about section or in the members area or anything like that, but under teachings, if you go down four, what's that say right there? Teachings down four. 
Great, Great White, White Brotherhood. Brotherhood. And I was like, oh my gosh, what have, what have we stumbled into here? This is not yeah. good. Whoops. And, is it as and then I read it, it sounds? And I read it. It says, the Ascended Masters are all part of the Great White Brotherhood, spoken of in Revelation 7 as the great multitude of saints clothed in white robes who stand before the throne <sighs> of God. Let's hope that doesn't get interpreted wrong. (laughs) Right. The Brotherhood works with the earnest seekers to public servants of every race, religion, and walks of life to assist humanity in their forward evolution. Uh, Well, that's nice then. At least, you know, you might sound racist, but they're not. And when you read it and it says uh, the Ascended Masters are all part of the Great White Brotherhood, it does have an asterisk. So you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. The asterisk says... The term white refers not to race, but the aura of white light that surrounds these immortals. So, yeah, because that could not be confused at all. Yeah, no. maybe not make it an asterisk. Maybe put it right in the sentence so everybody sees it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, what about the great white robed brotherhood? <laughs> <laughs> Why did it have to be a white? Yeah. Yeah, that one threw me off completely. Yeah. It's because of the whole light or being all of the colours at the same time. But tell me, to be white. How is it going with your violet flame? My violet flame? I'm not which which flame's that? You can go to teachings again. <laughs> and right. it's the next to last thing I, on, on teaching. I see my first. violet flame. Your violet yep. flame is of course the combination of your threefold flame. Uh if you, uh, Hello. Duh. <laughs> but, it uh, comes from the ar- c- arching angel uh, Zedekiel? Zedekiel. I want so. you to read the second thing uh, under Archangel Zedekiel and the Violet Flame. The Flame Caress yes. Mater bit. Yes. O- okay. The Flame Caresses Mater. For the Mm -hmm. flame is the Holy Spirit that is wed to the Divine Mother, who is the white fire core of all energy cycles. The great love of the Spirit for the Mother and of the Mother for Mm -hmm. the Spirit is the magnetism of Alpha and Omega, (laughs) drawing the flame of purification from on high into the canyons of the great rivers, into the crevasses of the mountains, (laughs) into the nooks and crannies of the rocks. Wherever there's an opening, wherever there's an invitation, (laughs) the fires of freedom roll and the angels of Zedekiel and holy amethyst deposit the universal solvent, which throughout the ages the alchemists have sought. Wow! I know what an amethyst is. <laughs> and I've got a mother. And this Never set fire to her the... though. Don't set fire to don't caress your mater with flames. <laughs> it's not a nice thing to if do. You, if you get into the that whole thing, then you get into the I am presence, which like <sighs> has to do with the violent flame. Once you have the vi, vi, violet flame, uh, <laughs> then you can get this white light of protection around you. So that yeah. nothing can ever go wrong around you because the of the I am presence. Oh. It brings this lit, look, white light, look. white light of higher self. I've just one found another piece. One of the most funny things is where you go down and you go to more articles on the violet flame part, and it says rub the violet flame lamp. <laughs> rub the and, violet flame lamp. 
it's going to be a euphemism. It says, I don't mind if you whistle the violet flame, sing the violet flame, jump and dance to the violet flame. The circle dances to it all, uh, your music to the violet flame. Create new music, uh, create new music to the violet flame, disgrace. <laughs> oh, so funny. It says here about the violet flame. The violet flame and the violet flame angels release a momentum that cause the electrons to spin. It has a momentum of joy, for joyousness and laughter. The kind of laughter that one has when one has gotten victory over the self. Bubble in the soul and bounce through the four lower bodies, sweeping away the debris of doubt and fear, the depressions of the years and the discarnates that lurk in the darkened corners of the mind. So yeah, the, the violet flame seems to do quite a bit. Flaming violets. So many things. Yeah, if you go to the I Am Presence and you look at the very first part, it says, who are you? The identity of your true self. So if you want to know who you are, just go to this website and they'll tell you. So. Oh, wow. Let's find out who I am. <laughs> I am the, the, the self begins self. with a permanent atom of beginning that the cause out of which affects uh, the effects proceed. We call this cause the I am that I am, the presence of I am or the I am presence. <laughs> Yeah, Woo! I am Woo! that. Oh, I am. Woo! The real self is seen in a relationship to the evolving self on the ch- on a chart that is called the chart of your divine self. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's cool. So, how many members are there? Have they released? I couldn't that? find that. Yeah. yeah, it says on uh, Wikipedia. There's people have said something about was it ten thousand? Uh, either a, a thing or. That seems to I know they have. It says they have congregations in over twenty countries, so I'm not really sure how many specific members, but they are all over the world. So, but thank God there's no controversials about this Summit Lighthouse at all. I, that's really good. Are you being sarcastic, or did you find some? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are kind of being. Set as a cult. Yeah, uh, but it really seems so a much bit anymore. Of a, it just seems like they're trying to sort of get people in with them, so they've taken the best bits of everything and sort of go on. Let's let's just have this. But it says not like in the late eighties, early nineties, they were uh, investigated by the FBI and ATF, state state and local law enforcement as a cult in the late 80s, early 90s. But in the summer of 93, a team of academic specialists conducted an interdisciplinary study of its church members. And they published this thing and they rejected the negative stereotype of the organization as a cult. So, uh, so they're all good. They, I guess so. As far as like, uh, they're still, they can still get funding from uh, the state and stuff as uh, a, an actual religion, where yeah. if they were deemed a cult, they would be, uh, yeah. But I guess the wor- they, one of the worst have a things that I've language. seen from that's 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 one one of my biggest problems. So does is the Bible, though? N- not as cultish. I no, mean, but if she's she's trying to go for yes, that it, preachy, Bible-y. cultish. Yeah. 
as far as like the teachings and everything go, just as cultish. Uh, I mean, they don't. Their one of their books is the Bible, so we got to go with that. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And the one um, of the weirder things to me though was uh, it, what is it? Where does it say this? Uh, in the early '90s, a number of church members were kidnapped and subject to coercive deprogramming attempts by I- individuals connected with an anti-cult movement. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, the thing is, like, uh, with this, like, they have this. Um, what I guess, what do we call it? Uh, uh, place uh, their their Shangri La or whatever they called it mm-hmm. in their website, where in Bozeman, Montana, uh, here in the, in the states, is like their home base, and uh, this is where the these people uh, studied or they studied them, and these people are totally allowed to leave if they want. That's from what I'm to understand. It's not like a cult in the sense like oh we're gonna keep you here, and if you try to leave, we're gonna lock you up or something like that they're free to go Not scientology right but these these uh, anti-cult people went in there and kidnapped some people from this place where they're allowed to leave whenever they want so Mm. kidnapping is against the law so that's kind of funny that the people who were trying to help them are really the ones that broke the law in the first place weird yeah just kidnapping people not not a great way to save people especially if they don't need saving Maybe I, that out I, first. Right. <clears throat> I think it's kind of, I, I think it's a really interesting uh, religion all over. Uh, I mean, it's it's so it's so far out and it's as perfect as it can be for this podcast. We, we talk a lot about religions and different religions. How does this rank up for you, Tilly? Oh, uh, we gotta. We missed oh. one thing. Uh, probably the best last thing that I don't know how you missed this, but at their Bozeman, Montana ranch, I guess we'd call it. They have massive um, underground. Oh, the bunkers! Uh, yeah, I forgot. Massive bunkers. underground uh, fallout bunkers for doomsday yeah. nuclear holocaust bunkers, and I'm not yeah, talking really? little. I'm talking. Oh, they the are two main. They have two main uh, things underground that you could drive multiple um, semi-trucks through and off the side of it there are uh, like where uh, the they have kitchen, working kitchens, working uh, everything, lighting, like massive massive underground bunkers underneath this place in Montana so, so uh, is that they deny just sort of in, in case they, of emergency they can keep themselves safe right. exactly, they, they say they're not a doomsday cult but that's what they because they did that people are kind of say that but the people inside say they don't have any belief that there's it, the end times are coming or anything like yeah. that but they do say well yeah it could happen at any time why not be ready so yeah which to be fair if i had the money i think i quite like the the security of having a bunker underground and you can use it for other right. things <laughs> you don't have to just save it for you know the apocalypse you can do other you can From use what it i heard it cost them 30 million dollars to build the thing under the ground and have for, a party uh, down was, there every week that every was week, just all your the, sermons in the basement <laughs> that was just the uh thing that i saw and this was an article from like the late 90s so they've probably built more onto it since then uh spent more yeah, money got a but pool, they, they've got a sauna <laughs> ma- it's it's massive it's not little it is massively massive so uh yeah if you're scared of the um Apocalypse, maybe join this religion. It might be a good yeah. idea. If, if yeah. that. Uh, 
But other than that, and I may- know it definitely seems and like And maybe a they have uh, peaceful snowball f- uh, fights as well. Well, Montana, yeah. They have plenty yeah. of snow there. That's- yeah. yeah. Oh, and they can make snow angels. <laughs> I like so, that. Tilly, on the crazy scale, where does this go? I don't if, think if one, this is all that is, crazy. Yeah, if... if if one is nah, not that crazy, and ten is cuckoo. I'd say it's probably about a two because I think it's a attention stroke money scam. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, it's not, sure, and it's right. it's not dangerous no. from what I can see. There's no extremists on it, and it's all about sort you know working from your inside, which is. Yeah. It's a good thing. I think I'd prefer if we could take everybody out of all of the ones that we've researched already and put them in this one. Then there's more of a chance of them not being a complete weirdo. <laughs> Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I don't know. Cuz uh, one I, thing I did read about this Monta Why can I hear myself? Oh, I'm gone again. Um the one thing about this Montana the building of the bunkers is when I said 30 million dollars that even in the article, it said it didn't include uh, labor for people who didn't get paid, meaning the people like there were over 200 people. They said that worked for three years on it and none of them, they didn't pay, you know, they didn't pay anybody there because they're doing it for their church or whatever. But yeah, so that's a little weird. Um, but yeah, overall, this whole religion, it's up there for me. Definitely maybe like a seven, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but would you go and find them if the apocalypse as... happened? If there was zombies? Uh, no. I'm in a pretty good place right now, actually, so I wouldn't I really suppose, worry yeah. about it. But, um... I think I'll come <laughs> and find you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't. This is right up there with Happy Science, but I wouldn't say it's that high. I wouldn't say it's as high yeah. as some of the a- alien cults we've done, mm. probably. And it's definitely not as culty as. Uh, what, Divine Truth Movement, I think it was called, was the Australian guy who thought he was Jesus. Right. So yeah. I don't think it's that culty, and I, it's not as crazy as some of the alien cults. So this one, maybe a six or a seven. What about you? Yeah, Brock? I have it. Yeah, I have it up as a, as a seven. Yeah, nothing dangerous. Uh, I I I think their language is 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 more cultish than than other. But uh, I mean, there there's a lot of. Uh, I just stupid. think the language is like it's new agey. It's that yeah. new age. Yeah. Like, I have people on Facebook that are friends of mine. They're not part of this church of Universal and Triumphant, but they kind of like have posts that I see. They post like memes and stuff. People that kind of talk like that, where it's yeah. like, uh, I don't even know. Even even just like sometimes it'll be like a Buddhist uh, quote or something like that. Something and even like within yourself, of- you will find divinity. Or something right. Like they, that. Even Buddhists talk a little. They kind of have that kind of same language. Uh, Christians at times will kind of have that kind of same. Um, I don't know what to describe the language as, other than just gobbledygook. It's it kind reminds of me a bit of you know, like if say you're sitting on a bus and you've got two thirteen-year-old girls behind you having a talk to each other. Now they are speaking English, but you don't have a clue what the hell they're talking about. Because everything, obviously, when you're a teenager, you don't talk proper English. You've got your slangs and your nicknames for everything. If you get what I mean, it's that kind of. Yeah. It, well, I it, know it, what it, you're saying, but I, I think I understand it. What? 
these, it also seems like sometimes that they wrote a whole like paragraph and then they went in and they certain words they took a thesaurus and just they wanted to make themselves seem a little smarter than they were so they took this uh other word out of the thesaurus and put it in place and it didn't quite work but it sounded better so mm. like yeah. that that's what it kind of feels like to me but no yeah, I, I, I i totally agree i i i I think it's it's kind of it's 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 uh, it's not super uh, weird where when it comes to uh, cultish things as like Scientology do, but but again it's it's kind of it's kind of a more money scam uh, project as Tilly also says because all of their. Uh, literature and and all those things cost money, but then again, uh, what doesn't? So, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of between for me, but seven up on the crazy scale. Luke, have you watched a movie this week? Uh, yeah, I watched two movies. Uh, after the election, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, I was feeling like all crazy and stuff, but I also kind of want to do kind of just vent myself and i was like but i also kind of want to watch a really bad movie so i watched rampage one and two by yui ball oh such bad movies uh one is actually a lot better than two i'll say that uh, yeah, oh yeah yeah, wow. yeah oh definitely the difference is like oh, enormous uh one actually like the storyline is kind of interesting it's very disturbing yeah. and like the acting is pretty bad but the storyline there's some interesting uh idea concepts uh, yeah. Two is just, just blatant. They didn't care. They just were going for violence and all this other stuff. Um, it's about a guy who kind of goes crazy and wants to get away from society. So he kills a lot of people to get back at society. Is what it's about. Um, nice. And yeah, Yui Bowl is one of the worst directors of all time. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it was. I'd never seen. I'd seen part of number two, but I hadn't seen the whole thing. I just saw. Part of it when uh, a roommate of mine was playing it back when it originally came out because he he liked those movies uh, back then and um, never saw all of them. And so I, I, I sat down and watched both of them. And I believe the third one's on Netflix. I might see it next week just for sh- at shits and giggles, you know, but. <laughs> Sounds uh, fun. What else did you watch? Does it? Nope. Uh, what about you, Taylor? I haven't watched any movies this week. I've not had hmm. time. I've been watching all of L.A. Hair. Wasn't someone uh, saying that she was going to watch a movie called uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe? Was I? Yeah. Oh. You kind oh, of no, promised me that last week. I haven't seen it, and it's not... Why isn't it in my notes? Write it down for next I'll week. I'll write it... I thought I'd, I must have written it down last week, though. If I promised to do it, I would have written it down. Yeah, you hmm. did. Hey, it had to something do it. to do. It had something to do with uh, Tilly and Technicolor. I remember it because Fro just made it up at the last minute, and it was yeah. like he's just going to add a stipulation to a game we made up mon- months ago. But uh, so <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I, just I wouldn't feel too book. badly about it, Tilly, because Fro just no, added it. No, don't last feel week. bad about it okay. at all. Put but it in, uh, a, in a message or something so I can actually physically see it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 
not observed gender, you should watch that. But uh, I did uh, kind of the same as uh, Luke. I wanted to see a really bad movie. So I sat down and I watched Hillary's America. <laughs> I finally saw it. Uh, oh, is that by that? What's the guy's name? D'Souza? What's his first yeah. name? Is that the same one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know it. And this guy is <laughs> he's very associated with Alex Jones, right? Oh, it's such a propaganda movie. Like talking about uh, Hitler and things. Uh, this is the worst. Right. This is the worst propaganda movie ever. It's 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 so blatant. And uh, look, you have to watch it. You just have to I, watch I, it. Yeah, I haven't. I know that it was based off of. He wrote a book, and then like they brought out the book and the documentary at like the exact same time. And I believe, if I'm not, I might be mistaken, but I believe it's made by the same people who make the Alex Jones documentaries. So, yeah. Other, other than that, uh, I'm going to save what I watch uh, in the movies for for last. Uh, but um, I also watched uh, uh, Silence, um, the new um, uh, Martin Scorsese movie. Uh, it was really, really, really good. One of his best movies ever. I cool. loved it. It was such a good movie. I'm so surprised that it didn't get uh, more nominations for Oscar. Uh, but I, I thought it was going to get a lot of Oscar nominations, so I watched it. But, but I don't regret watching it at all. Uh, then I watched American Pastoral, and that was kind of meh. It was a horror movie. Uh, but I was at the cinema and I watched Split this week. Ooh! Yeah, and I will tell you this today. I was split about what I feel about this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not sure if it's that good, to be honest. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about this movie, so... I know, but... Uh, when the movie becomes kind of over the top, I lost this movie. Yeah. So I'm giving it a six and a half out of ten. Wow. Uh, you had high hopes yeah. for that as well. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Uh, I, I, I just felt this kind of didn't go together even with with the last like whoa plot uh, screw things it was a Shyamalan movie it was one of his better but 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 people have said that this is better than signs and things like that I'm sure I, I agree with that I just yeah I was really split <laughs> uh, about this movie so Six and a half. All right. Right on. So, let's move on to the trailer for the film that we're going to talk about. XXX. No, it's not a hardcore movie. Return of Sander Cage. Get on your knees. You have to hey, he's just from Norway. 
It has to be. Why would you climb skis? up there with skis in the first place? And why would you be skiing through the jungle? Because he's Norwegian. Yeah, he's Norwegian. Oh, yeah, Vin Diesel, Norwegian. Forgot about that. Do they even sell skis in, like, the jungle? That would be the worst, like, store to have. You're in the middle of South America <laughs> jungle, and you have a ski shop. Probably not do a lot of business. Oh, I don't know. You could also do the, like, crazy tribal drugs as well. Then they'd buy the skis. Oh, and crazy skateboarding, too. So it's this He's doing the downhill skateboarding that was cool two years ago here in America. would you trust? The good, the extreme, and the completely insane. I can't wait to see. What? Car crashes in a movie like this? That's nuts. <laughs> Not Vin Diesel in cars. Oh. I haven't seen the second one, but the first one, they had a way better backflip on a motorcycle in that movie than that. Oh, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. like real that, yeah, that's pretty good. You have no it's a positive that she wasn't all massive boobs and stuff. This music is awful, but... Yes, the music I think the film would be too. Surely it's a good reflection. Huh, I think I would like this movie. I, I like this kind of shit. Oh, we might kill everybody in this bar because we're throwing a grenade around. <laughs> they're in the middle of a club. They're going to kill all those people. <laughs> oh, right, and his motorbike just got a surfboard underneath it. Good thing he planned on that. Let me simplify for you. Yeah, he's going to kick some ass. Get the girl. Why is Morpheus in this movie? What are you doing? For that bit, where he jumps out of the plane, because it looks a bit... Matrixy. Damn, that feels good to be there back. Yeah, that looks horrific. What, what <laughs> are you doing in a thrift shop jacket? Oh, whatever, right. Uh, it looks terrific, not horrific. It's well, we'll, <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. Alright, Triple X, not Alexander Cage. Extreme yeah. athlete turned government operative Xander Cage comes out of self-imposed exile, thought to be long dead, and is set on a collision course with, with a deadly alpha warrior, Zhang, <laughs> and his team to... Uh, alpha warrior? That's not a thing. <laughs> Zhang and his team to race to recover a sinister and seemingly unstoppable weapon known as Pandora's Box. Oh. So hmm. they're trying to get rid of Pinhead, apparently. <laughs> that is dangerous. I've seen those movies. Uh, this got a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, and a 42% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So, not horrible. Where did yeah, you steal? It could be your... lower. Yeah. Where did you steal your review, Taylor? I got mine from Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. It's uh, by Matthew H. And he's given it one and a half stars. This was today, actually. There's a return to a franchise that just needs to die. Before I get too hard on this movie, I know it's January and this is supposed to be a dumb action movie. Okay, okay. Anyway, positives first. Donnie Yen is excellent, as he is in every action movie he's in. Every action sequence with him in is instantly better. Okay, positives done. What's the deal with Vin Diesel having women swoon over him in this movie? It just kept happening. 
The action sports stuff was hilarious in this movie. Why is Vin Diesel trying to do one-liners? I don't know. Also, why are they setting up a fourth movie so hard here? Remember, you have to make a good movie before trying to set up a next one. Ultimately, when it comes to dumb action, I'll stick with Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's so true, though. Hollywood is all about setting up uh, a sequel for bad movies. It's, yeah. It... Let's make a I franchise have... out of this crap. I have two reviews. Uh, uh, one from Anthony J on Rotten Tomatoes. He gave it a one and a half star, and he said, Boring, cliche, original, three strikes, you're out. <laughs> uh, I like that. But uh, I also find a five-star review that was kind of funny. Uh, and it's from Earl M., and he says, flat out entertainment, entertaining, sorry, action sequences were funny and amazing. This is a satisfying birth story of a new family for Van Diesel's old franchise. The plot was lightly sprinkled with political agenda, but none overbearing that took itself too serious. If the FF family were was as uh, was a mythos on domestic law and order and cars. XXX is about intelligent service work with less smart and intelligent and more exciting field work. And he gave it. Do they mean Fast as, and Furious? Yeah, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Oh, okay. What they say? I was. I was Took me a second. I was like, FF? What? Fast forward? <laughs> fast, fast forward this movie. Watch this movie yeah. in fast forward. Luke, I went to Facebook on... and got mine oh, from a guy named a Timothy Crouch. And I've got like a look. I've got a it's a, I got a response and then he responds to that. But it's not from the page. It's just from somebody random. But it's an interesting little little tit a tat here. So Timothy Crouch says, went to see your new movie today. Man, was I disappointed. I know that one person's opinion probably doesn't matter, and I ain't mad at you or nothing. So he thinks he's <laughs> talking right to the per- to the like director of this movie. But I'd been waiting several weeks to take my wife to see this movie since she's a huge Vin fan, first name basis, and she was horribly disappointed. Just thought I'd let you know. So he just wanted to let the people at Facebook know that. Uh, and Rashad M- Mitchell says, well, that's just like your opinion, man. Like, uh, the big Lebowski, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Timothy Crouch comes back, says, Exactly, Rashad Mitchell. That's my opinion. Last time I checked, I was entitled to it, unless they've changed the Constitution. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, snippy. Wow. I don't remember wow. that in the Constitution, where it wow. says that you, have, you can have your opinion. <laughs> oh, wow. And they wrote it on the back, didn't they? Everybody's entitled mm. to their own opinion, just in Byron. Right, they added that on the back right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's talk ten minutes about something that gets us banned from other po- people's uh, pages. Let's talk uh, a little about uh, <laughs> the Royal Rumble and wrestling. Wrestling! Wrestling! It's been yeah. a whole month since we talked about wrestling. Let's talk about some wrestling. Yeah. And honestly, I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown for the last couple of weeks, so this is going to be... What? Oh, I know. Oh. It's so, actually um, getting pretty good right now. It's, it's time to get back into it, Tilly. Oh, if you, that's if, normally no. when I end up drifting off. 
is when it gets oh. really, really good, and I miss loads of good stuff. But uh, it just means yeah, I've got Raw, stuff to catch Raw up on. Actually, Raw was pretty good this week. Honestly, if you start like at Royal Rumble and you start watching from there, you'll be fine. You really have not missed anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I figured as much. It's all going to be the, as long as I watch. I tend to watch the ones directly before the whatever pay per view is. I'll watch. You right. know, make sure I watch Raw and SmackDown because I do normally watch it. It's just recently. It's They've kind of been... just been buying buying time for the last four weeks. So yeah. there's a lot of the same stuff happening, and yeah. It's not a huge change, but um, let's start with so, the pre-show. Uh, yeah, let's oh, talk ahead, about now the thing we get banned for talking about. <laughs> Come on, still sad. Cesaro versus she- Cesaro and Sheamus versus the club or the team formerly known as the club. <laughs> what is their name? <laughs> They're just Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. <laughs> I like calling them the team formerly known as the club, though. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Seamus and Cesaro. I'm going with the. I'm going with the FC, formerly known as Club. <laughs> uh, FKC. FKC, I guess. Yeah, if you want to add yeah, that. Yeah, that that looks almost like swearing, nearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Cesaro and Seamus. All right. Uh, for some reason, this is on the pre-show. Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. Yeah. What yeah, is what happening, is bro? Are they are they feuding? <laughs> Have I missed something? It's not for anything, is it? Uh, just a singles match. Yes. Uh, no. They. Uh, she like. Uh, Sasha. Fro, we can hear whatever you're doing really loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is. Trying. It sounds like. It sounds you're in a like pencil case. A giant plastic bag of yeah pencils. Um. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So who Sasha do you think, Banks Lou? Sasha Banks got hurt, and Nia Jax attacked her when she was hurt. That's the feud. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. I right. Know about I that. want Sasha Banks. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with Nia Jax just because she's huge. Yeah, okay. I'm going with Nia Jax as well. She could just sit on Sasha, it, and Sasha would be able to get out. It isn't. That's true. She could just sit on her. It's in the pre-show. That's why I went with Sasha Banks. I think maybe they want to end the pre-show with a win. But um, next, let's go six-woman tag match. Uh, Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, Naomi versus Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalia. Nikki um, James hasn't wrestled yet in a pay-per-view. That's why her team is going to win. So you think Alexa, right. Mickey James, and Natalia? Mm-hmm. You want heels? Uh, mm-hmm. Tilly, why don't you go next? Uh... I'll go with the uh, old schoolish ones, <laughs> Becky, Nikki, and uh, Naomi. All right, I'm going to go with the faces uh, as well. I go Becky, Bella, and Naomi. Cool beans. I don't know what why. Are we doing? I have no reason for that. All right, Rich Swan versus Neville for the cruiserweight championship. Who's holding it at the minute? Rich Swan. Neville just came back and he's the heel. Yeah. Let's. I'll. I'll go with Neville. He's a Brit. I went Neville. Yeah. Sadly, me right. too. Are we all the same? We can't be the same. I nearly said Rich Swan. Maybe I should change mine. Well, the thing is, Neville's totally going to win, so there's no reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep it. 
he just came <laughs> back. He's just turned heel. He's like this badass that's beating up mm-hmm. everybody in the cruiserweight division. So, hope if he doesn't win, it would just be like uh, the stupidest thing you could ever possibly do. But um, yeah, but that's what they right. do, though. <laughs> true, true. Charlotte Flair versus Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship. Please, Bailey. Please. I went with Charlotte. So, bro. Charlotte. Okay. Uh, AJ Styles versus John Cena for WWE Championship. Mm. I went with AJ. I'm swaying more towards Styles than Cena. Yeah. All right. Bro? AJ Styles. Mm, John Cena, though. Cena sucks. Okay. Uh... Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Did you need to say the second name match. in that? What do we oh. think? I, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I went Reigns, but I'm I'm not a this one. I'm really not sure on. So, oh, I've gone Kevin Owens. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Sadly. Yeah, I just see. Uh, I just see. We are going to have the Kevin Owens versus uh, Jericho because yeah, Jericho is going to turn on Owens yeah. and cost Owens the title, and then Reigns. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. I think it's crappy because Owens, after having the championship for so long, deserves to have it at WrestleMania. But whatever. Yeah. And then we'll get into our very last thing, uh, Royal Rumble match, where we're going to pick each each one of us going to pick one person from SmackDown, one person from Raw, and then we'll talk about the um, people we think might be in it, and then we'll see say if we think they might win it or not. So, okay, bro, I'm picking what, Bro Strowman from Raw. Okay, and what about your SmackDown pick? Let's do it like that. Um. Smackdown. Hmm. Not sure. We don't have any. All right, let's get. Like, we'll come back to you. Yeah. All right, uh, Tilly, you want to do your raw, I guess, first, and then I'll do my raw. Uh, Jericho is my raw. All right, I went with Sami Zayn, actually. I think that would be an awesome surprise. And then if Owens did win, then we could get Owens versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, which would be an amazing story uh, at WrestleMania. So, Who's the lone wolf on SmackDown again? With Baron the letter... Corbin. Yeah, I'm saying him. All right. That's Froze SmackDown. Tillier SmackDown. My SmackDown... Uh... Oh no, they're raw. Sod it, Bray Wyatt. Oh, that was mine. Uh, well, I'll go with Randy Orton then, I guess. <laughs> oh, I was between those two, but right. <laughs> Randy had let Bray have it. And then I'll go through the list of the possibles, I guess. Yeah, because either... I think it's a possible that's going to win it. Right. Uh, we can either get uh, Zena or AJ, depending on who wins. 
or Owens nope. or Reigns, depending on who wins. I uh, think uh, who is going to win, we haven't said yet. Does no, his name... I'm, no, you're not, you're not uh, understanding me. We could either have Zena or AJ in the Rumble, depending on who wins their match, or we could have well, Owens yeah. or Reigns in the Rumble, depending on who wins their match. Right. Okay. That's what I was talking about. Uh, we have eight. We have eight openings left. Twenty-two of the thirty have been announced. So, uh, other options for the eight would be Finn Balor. Uh, he yeah. could come in he's and win. I think there. he's got a high p- probability. Uh, yep. I'm not. We're not 100 percent sure yet, but it's a good chance. Uh, here's some of the easy ones. Titus O'Neil's not in it. Rhino's not in it. Enzo. I don't know why Enzo's not in it, but he he could be in there. Uh, Samoa Joe. He could be in there. Kurt Angle uh, is a big possibility, is people is what people are saying. Uh, Triple H. Any thoughts on Triple H being in this? Because of obviously possible. Uh, obviously, Tilly hasn't seen Raw, but he is like music was on Raw, so there's that. Yeah. Um, uh, Nakamura obviously would be a good one. Uh, here's some weird ones. James Ellsworth. Are we going to get James Ellsworth in the Rumble? Because I want it. I want really? that. Yes. 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 <laughs> I want it. And I think it's going to happen. And it's he gotta happen, is the right? one that's going to win the Royal Rumble. There I said yep. it. Is that your call, I mean, No. I'm looking through it and like... Samoa Joe is my real, my real prediction is Samoa Joe. Oh, I was going to say Samoa. him. Yeah, I think Samojo is going to win all. Oh, you should have said that when I mentioned him earlier, but all right. Um, I think besides New Day, I think uh, James Ellsworth is like the only other comedy we're going to have in this. So, because everybody else is not comedy. And we need the Kofi Kingston spot in this. Well, we're going to get that, yeah. All of of New Day is in here, so. What's going on with our truth? He's not in this either. So we could get our truth, but I doubt he's going to be in here or gold dust. I don't think either of them will be in this. They're not even on my list, to be honest. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of talk about them putting Ty Dillinger in here because they're going to have a problem with the 10 chance. I don't know if that's really a thing, but I, I whatever. I don't really watch NXT that much. So a lot of talk of Shane McMahon being in this. What do you guys think about Shane McMahon? Oh, mm. Can you imagine Shane McMahon and, and Triple H? It would be. Yeah, people would boo the crap out of it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Austin Aries is an interesting one because he's on commentary. If he was in there, that could be cool, I guess. And then uh, last, I guess, one that I have down, Ken- Kenny Omega from NJPW. Yeah. Uh, a lot of talk about that. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. So, you guys have I any other ones? I would love you- that. I would love Kenny Omega and the Royal oh, yeah. Rumble. It would, it would, if it happened, it would be the biggest kind of moment of the whole Rumble. Like, no matter what. Yeah, no... Even no matter who won, Kenny Omega coming and being at the Royal Rumble would be the biggest thing we'd be talking about the next day. So, yeah. Oh, and we are, of now. course, going to to have um, pay-per-view Skypes for both um, NXT and the Royal Rumble. So you're more than welcome to join us. We always have fun. Oh, and hey, can I can I choose the Undertaker for this bit because he's not SmackDown or Raw? Yeah, yeah. I might do that then. 
Because I was going to say Samoa Joe, but Fro said that. So I'll, I'll do Taker. Okay. And Fro said Samoa yeah. Joe. And then I guess I got to pick one. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick one, did I? No. Um, <clears throat> Finn Balor. It's an easy one. Yeah. I mean, if he, I think if Finn Balor shows up, he'll probably win. That's yeah. my feeling. But I, I like agree. But, but, but I don't think he's all Showing that... Up. No, I don't oh, think he has rest. Uh, um, he's gone uh, well yet. I think. Oh yeah, we I have no see. idea. Yeah, we will see. Now we're going to start uh, talking about the new show that we are uh, following. Um, you were saying that you were hoping this was so bad that it would be funny. Uh, look, uh, you missed yeah. on that. I don't think so. I think it's hilarious. I think this is perfect. I I, I, I don't think I we don't... could have picked a better show for this for it to be bad. But that's what I like. Think. In all honesty, like I'm I'm going to be honest. I really like this show. This show is terrible, everybody. Yeah, I was going to say think, I, I I like it, but I like terrible TV shows. Yeah, I like it as a terrible. It's my TV kind show. of terrible. Yes, thank oh you. This is so awful, though. This is awful. I don't know how you guys don't see how awful I this is. I think we like getting frustrated with the idiots. Yeah. I think that's what it is. We like I the whole, it's... oh, my God, how can you, oh, oh get out. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not thinking of it in the same way as you are, because this production of this television program is poor. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. See, this is it. We don't. I think the poor production is makes it more endearing to me. Mm-hmm. I like that about things. It's not know, even it's... a real reality show. <laughs> well, no. Like it's it's not even like they try to portray it as a reality show. It's like a combination between uh, Amazing Race, NCIS, and um, a Lifetime movie. If you can combine mm. those three things, you have this. You have this. I yeah. don't agree. And I don't like any of those things. <laughs> I I don't agree, but but I, I think it's better than that. But I like shitty shows. So I, I really like this. But, but you're saying it's you now... shitty. <laughs> Sorry? But you're saying it's shitty. Yes. You just said that. Yes. Yeah, you have okay. to we have to okay. acknowledge it's not it's not oh my god, this is great. It's not it's not Westworld. Yeah, you gotta say <laughs> oh, no, no. I enjoy it, but it's a bad show. That's what yeah. preface with I that. enjoy yeah, it's crappy. But it's a bad show. Yeah, it's a crap show. That's the okay, best. well, you're going to hear me just rag the crap out of it, so get ready. Oh, um, no, it's fully it. expected. But can we talk a little about what happened uh, with episodes that we are covering next week? Can we now talk about it? Uh, the most confusing, most confusion we've ever had. I don't know what we're <laughs> yes. going to tell people out there that's going to matter to them. I mean, it matters to us as far as scheduling goes, but we're just yeah. having two episodes on just... Wednesday. Yeah, it's just yeah. very strange that they chose to... I mean, it's a new series, new whole new program, and they decided right. to have a double bill. But they've done the double bill on episodes two and three. Yeah, you never do that. Who never. does that? So we, we, we'd geared up and we I, got ourselves... I don't know. Right. I have yeah. no idea why they do it in the second episode at all. I know why they only had one episode the first episode. I can tell you okay. that. I why don't know why they have two episodes in the second episode. It's because they put it after... The final NFL game before the Super Bowl, that right. uh, that ended, uh, they it ended really late at night, 
and football games go as long as football games go, and then this show started after it. So they uh, they weren't going to do two hours. People weren't going to stick around for two hours after they just watched a four-hour football mm-hmm. game. But they would mm-hmm. stick around or maybe even just accidentally leave the TV on for an hour after a football game. Yeah. So, uh, And if you look at this, uh, this episode one, the internet never forgets, got 11.85 million viewers. Whew. Wow. That's higher than any TV show we've done ever on this show. So Wow. Is that all people for, uh, forgetting to turn their TV off after the game? There's a lot of them. Game I mean, they, they think about all the people that are just drunk and done with the football game and they're hanging out with their friends and the TV's just left on in the background. Probably they're a lot. Falling right. asleep. There's a lot of middle-aged men that fall asleep sitting watching things. Just, <laughs> right, exactly. And then just leave the TV on, it's just on. But this is yeah. all counted out of Nielsen households and that whole thing, so... Yeah, that, mm. we get in way into that, but um, th- uh, according to that, 11.8 million is a lot. That's a lot of people. But So like, next week we will Rose cover had... e- episode two and three, just so people are, are 100% sure which of this. Which are on a Wednesday, which are on tonight yes. after we're done recording this show. Um, yes, they did it on a Sunday specifically to get this rating after the football game, and then it moves to a Wednesday from now on. But yes, this episode, like we said, is called "The Internet for- Never Forgets," which they mention directly in the show. Some lady says the internet never forgets in the show, so that's good. Mm-hmm. That uh, also somebody's deleted the Twitter account. Right, there's no such thing as delete. So, which uh, spoiler alert never goes anywhere in the show. <laughs> Yeah, that never goes anywhere at all. Um, Spoiler alert! alert, We're going to spoil this episode, (laughs) right? Which there are actually actual spoilers available in the show. Again, we're going to say this is kind of like a reality show, but it's a it's the fakest of fake reality shows. Like all the shots are shot where you're like, there would be no way to get that shot. If you were actually running, you know, if these people were actually running and things like that, there would be no way to get these extra shots from the yeah. car outside driving away and things like that. No. Um, so we get our opening bit, which explains. Uh, oh, we get our open. The very opening is a woman. And it says uh, it's kind of like in a Blair Witch black and white looking uh, uh, shot of like close up on her face in a bathroom. And she's do she's cutting a promo about how she's being chased by these hunters. So that's what we, uh, we open up with our intro, and they explain kind of the game. Nine teams of two have to escape from these uh, hunters who are FBI, CIA, uh, U.S. Marshals, and things like that. They have to Nine teams of two have to escape from them for 28 days. If they are away from, or if, they can, if they cannot get caught for 28 days, they win a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, and it says they have... 32 of the top investigators they could find, I guess, because everybody on this is, they're all former police. None of them are yeah. uh, current. So, well, cause you can't But later on in the, the show, they say 32 of the top investigators. Later in the show, one of these top investigators says uh, that they have over 100 ground teams searching for these people. So none of that is right. They have way more than 32 people searching for these, uh, searching for them. They have hundreds of people searching for these people. But well, yeah. We also find out that this is in a 100,000-square-mile area covering Alabama, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. So that part of the country. Uh, and we get our 
first of many fugitive Brady Brady Bunch graphics, is what I call it. It's like the Brady Bunch <laughs> graphic at the beginning of the show, except with yep. fugitives instead. And uh, we find out that e- each of them have a one-hour head start uh, before the hunters are notified, and that they have $500 in their bank account. Um, that's how much money they, they're given, I guess, before Duh. they've sent out. They can only take out $100 a, a day, maximum. Right. We, find out that, we find that out later. But uh, that is true. Yes, they can only take out a hundred at a time. I think is what it said. It didn't say a day. So yeah. specific. Uh, no, I, was I, like, I, I think they said a day. Because I thought or, that too, and I actually rewound it, and they didn't. So I was yeah, no, it's a time. About. Yeah. So I was wondering why you wouldn't just take the card out and then put it back in and get another, yeah. and then it all in one place. But um, I think because then you're traveling with all your money, and when you're on you on the run, you don't want to risk losing it. I guess so. That's an option, yeah. I guess. Maybe, but I would still try to minima, minimize it to two. Take out yeah. two hundred and fifty, and then take two hundred and fifty. So, uh, but yeah, definitely they said time. They didn't say day because I, I I made a note of that, bro. Because I thought it was weird too. Uh, because later in it, when they go to the ATM, I was like, why the hell? So I rewound it and looked at that. But um, maybe they just misspoke. But it's not in the rules or anything either. So, um, so we meet our hunters. So these are our former FBI, CIA, uh, intelligence and all this. We'll get into them. We're not. I found out eventually. I'm like, there's so many effing people in this show. We're not. Some of them are so side characters and they don't matter. We're not really going to go deep into them. You know what I mean? Yeah. A Mm. lot of hunters and things like that. So they say that these hunters are at an undisclosed location, which is just like an office building somewhere. (laughs) Uh, and we meet Robert Clark, who is the former FBI agent, and he's kind of the he's the lead hunter, so he's in charge of all the other hunt. Uh, he's in charge of the whole operation. And does this guy remind you of anybody? Like they're t- they're casting these people specifically from uh, shows like NCIS, uh, uh, those kind of like uh, Twenty Four. You know, this guy yep. looks like he's straight out of the Blacklist. Isn't he that guy from the Blacklist? Yeah. Like, they typecast it like later on we get this uh, girl who I'm like, that's not Lisa Ling. Are you sure? Like, what the <laughs> heck is going on here? But um, then we meet Teresa Payton. She's a former White House info officer. She's the head of intelligence for them. Uh, Lenny DePaul. He's a former U.S. Marshal. He's the head of operations. Those are kind of our uh, main people under uh, like that are at the very top of the hunters. They're the head. Head, head hunters. <laughs> right. They're the head hunters. Yeah. And so we meet our first uh, couple, our first uh, fugitives, David and Emily. And they're from Atlanta, Georgia. David is a defense attorney. And he says he's been arrested 13 times and that he used to be in a gang. Uh, I guess he ran. Why was he being a fugitive so much when he was in a gang? I don't know. Because he'd yeah. get arrested and then, or he'd, he'd do something, they'd be after him. So he'd disappear, or he wouldn't turn up to court, and then it'd be a fugitive, right, and bounty that. hunters would come and get him. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is 100% the same as that, but yeah, I mean, it is something to go off of. So this David has some experience running away from the police, is what we get. David <laughs> yeah. goes, and he picks up Emily, who is his fiance. Emily and David, uh, oh, Emily's a pastor's daughter. So Emily's David, an idiot. Bad boy. <laughs> And Emily, <laughs> and 
Yes, so and Luke is, now we, is such a weirdo. I think I wrote that down later in the in the show in the show, but um, uh, we I find out here almost instantly. It comes up uh, the next one. I became more blatant, but they're typecasting these people off of reality shows. So this is your bad boy, good girl uh, couple that are engaged on Amazing Race. So all right. the, like they took a bunch of shows and they were like, "We'll f- take the formulas and mix them together and make this show up." <laughs> Um, but yeah, we get just like in every amazing race, we have our two sassy uh, uh, African American ladies. We have our, probably have our two gay guys. I'm assuming at some point, and we're gonna get our married couple. Probably have our two friends that are like the jock idiots. We're gonna get the the same kind of you know uh, typecast reality show uh, teams we always get. Yeah, but, the whole we want to cover all bases and make sure everybody's represented, but they do it the exactly. same way that everybody else does. They use the same sort of sheet of formula. What people yeah, should, yeah. The same form. So we go back to the command center, I'm going to call it, where the hunters are. And Robert, he does a brief to the hunters about David and Emily, which is just like any other thing on NCIS where they're briefing the person <laughs> they're coming after or 24 or any of these shows you've seen. And Teresa has her team go through David and Emily's social media. And this is the first time I realized these people and their methods are, like, not sophisticated at all. At least in this first episode. Yeah. They're, um, they're not even Let's go look at their really Facebook. sophisticated <laughs> the catfish guys. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, Teresa goes through their social media, uh, David and Emily's, and Lenny, uh, his team... Uh, we find out are these two bounty hunters named Cortez Miles and Shadow Bilal, and they're named Team Foxtrot. But on the screen it says Foxtrot Team, and the guy who's doing the voiceover says Team Foxtrot. So they can't decide what the hell yeah. the name is. <laughs> That's oh, insane, really weird. Yeah, Wikipedia says that it's Team Foxtrot. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you if you're watching the show. The, the, on the screen, when they write the name, it says Foxtrot Team. So, yeah. Um, and then right here, I just wrote in the middle of all my notes, kind of spaced out from everything else, Emily is dumb. I wrote that mm-hmm. right here. Um, and we meet Dr. Doctor Max Watchell, who's a behavioral profiler. And Dr. Max says David uh, doesn't like cops. And that's why he became, became an attorney. Because he read David's book. Which, how in the last, whatever, 25 minutes did you already read this book? Or did they yeah. know about people beforehand? I wrote down here, I, I, I said in my notes, it says, he has to be the fastest reader of a book ever. And I need to <laughs> learn how to read the book so fast. It's the, magical. Yeah. It's the world record holder for speed reading. Right. It's very clear yes. that this is all, this reality show is not real. And I guess we'll get into this right now. But I assume this show was going to be all the teams would start like Amazing Race. And then yes. they'd go all out at once. And, yeah. But no. It's mixed together. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, sorry. No, I thought, I thought it was going to be like Amazing Race. And one and one is going to be like uh, eliminated by challengers or something like that. I I, th- I thought it was everybody against everybody. 
but no. Oh, no, I didn't think that. I thought it was like Amazing Race at the beginning, where they all start from one place and then they go. But in this, I thought they could go wherever they want, and then as they got caught, and then the last person to get caught would win. But the way it is, is it seems like that they're doing it individually. And they're mixing yeah. these stories together. Where these two, the, I'm going to talk about another group of hunter uh, or uh, fugitives in a second. These two stories aren't happening simultaneously. No, like not they did each group individual with the uh, like. It would. I think this would be much more interesting concept if the hunters had to hunt all of these groups, these individual groups at once. Yeah, that would make the show way more interesting and way more like. Um, realistic because they don't realistic. The police don't have to just uh, find one. Yeah, I guess the word for it would be make it more reality. It would make it seem yeah. more like reality, where mm. this is obviously just a big work. So, but yeah, um, David and Emily uh, get a ride with a friend out of town. So they uh, they're not using their car, obviously, because they know that that's going to be tracked. We go back to the command center and we meet Ben Owen, who is our former British uh, British intelligence agent, which I'm assuming I wonder, actually, if he is in the original show. Well, I didn't look that up. Can somebody look Ooh. that up real quick? Ben, ben Owen. See if he's in the um, British version. Ben okay. Owen, former British intelligence officer. Uh, he's Teresa's second in command. Uh, and Ben is he's been watching David and Emily's bank account to see if they're trying to get any money out. And right after this, we cut to David and Emily, and they're withdrawing withdrawing $100 as close to their house as possible, is what they say, so that they don't leave as much of a trail. Uh, And this is the point where I go, why why don't they take out more money? Uh, I mean, maybe maybe Fro's right. Maybe they can only take out $100 a day, but they never said that in the show. I promise you, Fro. But Mm. I have an update. Okay. Um, ben Owen was in the English Channel 4, one of Hunted. Ah, he was the second in, in I, command. I was thinking that that was very possible. It seemed like uh, they oh just God. threw a, one of the British version of of them in here because they wanted to kind of connect the shows a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, it says here that um, he left school age 18 with just one GCSE, and that was in PE. Um, he then joined the RAF as a gunner, served in the Gulf War and into southern Iraq and Basra. Then he joined the MOD as an operational officer. Uh, and he played a pivotal role in Operation Overt, 2016's surveillance operation to catch East London bomb makers planning to blow up plans with bottled liquids. By Ooh. 29, he was okay. a group leader heading up multiple operations across the UK. So he was in the now last one. Now he's on a reality he's... show. Yeah, making loads <laughs> more money than he was. Huge feather in his cap. The reality <laughs> show feather. Part of it, president. like forty. So, so, yeah. Well, he'll be, he'll just be your prime minister in three years. That's what will happen. Hey. Uh, <laughs> so uh, back in the, uh, they took out the hundred dollars. Not really sure why they didn't take out more. Would have been smart, but I guess they can't. We're assuming they can't. Yeah. Back at the command center, Teresa's team is now watching CCTV footage of David taking out the money. So they instantly get this footage, like as soon as because they're they're tracking all this stuff instantly. Yeah, they get pinged and they, apparently. And, and they the say camera guys really. Teresa says he seems really frantic. 
and she's surprised by this mm. for some reason. She's like thinks that David should be much more calm when he's being hunted. I'm not really sure why she thinks that, but um, <clears throat> I guess because she's like, oh, he's a criminal. He, he yeah, must he's be used to it. That's really what it felt like, and it felt kind of offensive. But um, we meet Ryan Phillips, who has the stupidest nickname of all time. His nickname is Ryfi. Oh, uh, it made me <laughs> want to change my nickname. I could be, I'm Tilly Phillips. Uh, I could be Ty Fi. Yeah. Ty Fi. Her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love this nickname. Uh, I think it's so dumb. Like, I it would make so fun stupid. of you for so... Every time I saw you, if your nickname was Ryfi. Oh, my God. So <laughs> What would my so be? Lately... Since I'm Fro... Fro-Fi? No, you're be Fro-Nai. Yeah. Fro-Nai, yeah. Uh. It still works. Mine doesn't work. Mine be Luze, so that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But Ryfi... Uh, sends Team Foxtrot to the ATM because they got that whole thing. So Emily and David uh, are driving away. David calls a friend so they can uh, get a place to stay for the night. And the driver gets kind of like in a small car crash uh, mm. as we go to commercial. Uh, but the other car just drives off and keep going. And this is where I realized, this is the first time I realized this effing show is so fake. <laughs> <laughs> this shot right here, when they get the shot of the car crash, I'm like, how did they get the shot? How mm-hmm. how did they get that shot? Who? What cameraman is standing on the side of the road waiting for a car crash to happen <laughs> in reality show? That. <laughs> um, but yeah, we go to commercial break. We come back, and Team Foxtrot is checking out the ATM machine. Back back to Emily and David, and they check out the damage to the car, and. Right here, David David <laughs> clearly uh, goes, um, well, you need to do this, 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 because he's a lawyer, uh, and he's telling yeah. her what to do when you car crash, and somebody just drives off. But the way he says it, it's very clear that they staged this for him to say it be- for liability reasons, <laughs> um, <laughs> the way it was done. Uh, like, oh, don't just drive away if you get in a car crash. You should stop and notify the police is what they're they're doing here is they're covering the liability of the show. But it makes it obviously fake. So Mm. uh, David and Emily leave uh, and we find out that Team Foxtrot is only blocks away. (gasps) So back, I actually, to be honest, David is not too bad of a guy. He seems like a pretty good. I wouldn't mind getting a beer with David. He seems like an okay dude. Oh, um, yeah, too. Back in the command center. The... Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, she's not. I don't know. He must have gotten really messed up at some point to end up with her. But uh, <laughs> command center uh, at, at the command center, the hunters are talking about uh, are two new fugitives, Angela and Michelle. So we go to Angela's house to get our Angela introduction, and we find out she's a single mother of a 15-year-old and who's with her when they, like, are trying to... So here's the other thing. Like, the I, they could have done these... Uh, they go to their house or their p- place of work as far as David, and they take the camera crew or whatever, and they say, you're being hunted. Like, that's the gimmick when the cameraman shows up at their house. Did you notice mm-hmm. that? Yeah. 
it but it was it was just a camera guy in the background not mic'd up or anything it wasn't a guy in like that was the host of the show that was going mm-hmm. you're now being it was just a guy like off camera not mic'd up going you're being hunted now and then it was like ah and then the camera's like <laughs> shaking around like if you have if you have any problems with shaky cameras and getting like seasick uh... do not watch the show because it's way too much of it um and Angela is a single mother. Angela and Michelle have been best friends since they were little kids. I think they said third or fourth grade. And as Angela is getting her daughter and her out of the apartment, we get like a random shot uh, that the cameraman just happens to get, even though this wasn't pre-planned, of her dropping stuff out of her purse that she doesn't notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming in the next episode will probably come up. But... um. <laughs> Back at the command center, we meet uh, Connie Ming, who is definitely not <laughs> Lucy Liu typecast. No, at all. Oh, definitely not. Not. And she's a CIA all. analyst. I don't even think these people are really CIA analysts or any of this stuff. I'd have to look it up, but <laughs> I would not be surprised if none of these people are actual like uh, law enforcement at all. Uh, oh, Mike Cole, that's in the um, thing, in the the, the team. Is a right. fantasy Mike writer. With a y, by the way. Mike, yeah. Mike with a Y. Yeah. He's an American fantasy writer. Oh my gosh, um, so it's true. He won the Compton Crook Award. Mm. <laughs> and was in the Coast Guard Reserve. He's not real. He's not a real cyber analyst. He's the only one that came up right. in blue. <laughs> the Br- the British guy we know, I guess, is real. Yeah. Now, at least one of them out of two that we know of are legit. So maybe I'll check out more of that for next time. So Angela drops her daughter off uh, with friends and she goes to meet up with Michelle and we find out that Angela has never spent time away from her daughter. Yeah, mega sad moment there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she um almost she she almost cries but she they said she's a single mother and so they, her and her daughter are like a team kind of. It seemed like like the, the way they're trying to portray it, but yeah. Back when the they started, center, I thought the kid was going with her. I thought so. Too, <laughs> this is a bad idea. Yeah, worst thing ever. But it would also be cool because it would be very realistic as far as yeah. the oh, yeah. case scenario goes. But uh, the command back at the command center, they put out an APB for Angela's car, um, which they show a picture of it, and they right here they you're supposed to assume that because she's she's waiting to meet up with Michelle. And you're supposed to assume that Angela's scared because she's in the car that, of the APB. But we saw her get in the car. It was a black SUV. They show the car the APB was out for. It's a white uh, four-door uh, sedan. Yeah. So it's not even yeah. the same car. So they totally, like, screw that up because they don't know how to do continuity in the show. But um, <laughs> Angela uh, can't get a hold of Michelle, like I said, Uh and here's where we go to the command center where we meet Mike Cole, our fake cyber expert. Mm-hmm. And he's tracking Angela and Michelle's phones. Uh, he says he's pinging them to find out where they are. And Angela is still in the same place and she can't find Michelle and she does the silliest scream Michelle! <laughs> ever. Yep. Uh, and, we, and that sends us to commercial with her and her silly scream. Whoa. Till there. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. It was my um, headset falling off and me catching it by the mic. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, we go 
Oh, we go come back from commercial break, and we have our fugitive Brady Bud Brady Bunch graphic again. Um, which I'm assuming they're going to start crossing people off as they get kicked out, but we haven't really seen that. Or do we see it at the end? I don't know. I don't think uh, so. No. Maybe next episode. We'll see. Angela uh, is there. Uh, she. It looks like she's kind of like at a truck stop or whatever. And Michelle shows up in like a big rig truck. Uh, and it's. they say it's being driven by her sister. And... We find this is where we meet Michelle and we find out Michelle is a hairstylist and she wants to do the show because she wants to prove moms can do this, too. <laughs> mm. What? Yeah, they can be fugitives if they <laughs> exactly. want. Exactly. She wants to prove that mothers can also be fugitives from the law. Like, what is she <laughs> talking about? Like, that's your standard thing you say in a reality show, like typecast uh, as the mother team. That in yeah. any in if you were in any reality show, you'd be like, oh, I'm a mom. I just want to prove that women and mothers can do the same things that other people can do, and we're not just uh, weakling. It's like you're a fugitive. Like, what are you talking about? Doesn't yeah. work. Here. I just want to make my scenario. children proud. So we go back to the command center. Connie Min is telling Rifi that Michelle and Angela both have, that is just silly. Both <laughs> have kids, so they should. Uh, they're, they should watch and uh, pay, like, basically they say they should stalk the kids, just in case yeah. these people like, come back. So that's we, like we should hit them up or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah kids, we like... should hit them up. Yeah, keep an eye on them or something like that, yeah. Check them uh, out. That might have been it. <laughs> Angela, back at it with Angela and Michelle, uh, they're hoping that getting a ride in this truck will throw off the uh, hunter's and Michelle is wearing this silly disguise that doesn't do anything. And she's got like a work coat on and some silly sunglasses to try to disguise herself. But her, but she didn't bring anything for Angela. So it just looks silly. <laughs> um, at the command center, we find out that uh, this truck that they got in is run by Michelle's husband. <laughs> and it has the name of the company on the side of it. So it has her husband's name right on the side of the truck. So they're <laughs> geniuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and she and she sends it over to Rifi, and he's on it. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes from this. Nothing comes out. No, nothing comes from this. Nothing comes out of this at all. Um, and uh, Michelle's sister drops Angela and Michelle off at a campground, and we get some KOA product placement, which is like a campground. It's a, it's actually a Christian campground. Uh, uh, all they're all over the country, but it's like yeah. a Christian uh, campground thing. They're all over the place, but um, I didn't mention it, but we also get some product placement at the beginning when, of David's book. That was clear product placement as well. They like yes. put the cover of the book up. He's like, I'll do the show as long as you plug my book, is what it was. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, where was I? Uh, I mean, I, I, they just got I, to the campsite. Yeah, and I really want to read that book. I really want to read it. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Yeah, totally. And because David seems like a cool guy as well, and it seems like an interesting book about uh, corrupt corrupt cops. So, yeah. Which, what they were saying was that he got beat up and by cops that took his money and left him for dead when he was younger. That's why he didn't trust cops, and he became a uh, defense attorney. Right? Is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they they took his drugs and his money. And beat him up. It is an interesting story. So, yeah, c- check that out, bro, and tell us. And if it's good, I'll read it for sure. Um, 
So now we meet Matt and Christina from South Carolina. They're, uh, they're also an engaged couple. And their plan is to go to their parents' house. That's their plan to escape being hunted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they are really not that smart. They're, they're the rich millennial team. Yeah, they are the stupid ones. That's their typecast from uh, any reality show. They're the rich millennials. So, yeah. uh, Back at the command center, I just wrote, this show is effing terrible in a really big letter. <laughs> uh, Robert briefs the team about Matt and Christina. I hate these briefs. And I like this whole thing where they're trying to act like it's CIS or something like that. Yeah. That not doesn't work. Teresa nope. team, Teresa's team goes through uh, Matt and Christina's social media. And we find out they came from rich parents. And this is where we get our the internet never forgets. And we find out that uh, Christina has deleted her uh, Twitter account. And, and that's she says, smart. The internet I, I never mean, forgets. Delete yeah. doesn't really always mean delete is what t- Teresa says. But it's really smart of them to, to, to delete it. Oh, sure. Yeah. But guess what? This doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, because we never ever see anything about this again. No. Right. It doesn't help them, and so there's no reason for it to be in the show. They just want to point out that they're looking at Facebook and Twitter. So, I don't know, maybe Twitter put some money in on the show. Because they did show an actual Twitter page. So. Oh, maybe. Uh, David and Emily. Uh, oh, back with David and Emily. David, We're at David's friend's house now. They got there. And her name's Samantha. And David and Emily are planning to fall off the grid. So they have this whole plan. After a, after a night, they're going to get out of there, I guess, and try to get away. And we find out here that the contestants' whole life is opened up. So their email, their phone, uh, their house or apartment is they are able to be broken into. Everything uh, they can look through, they can interrogate their kids, I guess, is what we're assuming from what we heard about the kids earlier. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily is kind of worried about this, and it's like, well, you signed up for it, so whatever. Uh, back with Team Foxtrot, the team goes through Emily's apartment, which happened right after she said that, so that's good. <laughs> and they basically steal a bunch of her stuff and call it evidence. That's yeah, more, more or less, they, they, they just take things. Right, and it was really bad because at the end, uh, I'll remind you, Team Foxtrot is two African-American men. They're leaving the apartment that they broke into, uh, and they leave. And at the very last shot is one of the guys says, oh, you got to be careful. And he, he looks out into the hallway and, like, looks back and forth before they leave. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to see two big African-American men leaving some little white girl's apartment with all her stuff. Otherwise, <laughs> like, it was so bad. Like, that, there are certain parts about this Team Foxtrot that I'm like, that is racist. That is just straight up racist. Um. But yeah, they they call it evidence, and they grab a bunch of stuff. We go back to the command center. Oh, I'm hearing some fuzzies, Tilly. Oh, no. I don't want to be fuzzies. Are we less fuzzy now? Nope. Nope, still the same. Hang on, I'll unplug them. That, yeah, there we go. Hey. That's better. That's better. So, back at the command center, we meet Andy Strumpf, which is spelled just like Trumpf, except with an S and no R. Good name. Right. And 
he's an ex-Navy SEAL. And and guess what Andy Strump does for the team? He's pretty important. He brings a box to a guy that's filled with stuff that Team Foxtrot got. This is one of the people that I was saying. Right, he's he's the guy who brings a box from one place to another. Important (laughs) shot that they had to add to the show. Uh, But he brings the box of stuff to Landon Stewart, uh, who is an NSA cyber intelligence, uh, former cyber intelligence. I thought you were going to say he's a cyborg. Landon sees the calendar, and he sees that Emily ripped out this month of June. So they 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 do maybe the least uh, technical. uh, This is right out of Columbo when he would go into somebody's hotel room after the left, and he would grab the the hotel room out of preschool. The hotel room (laughs) memo pad and check the memo pad like with his pencil. He'd go over it and see what the last thing that was written on the memo pad. They do this to the calendar, which is like this is cliche, the most cliche thing ever. and we find out that Emily is apparently a completely compulsive planner because she she wrote down her entire escape plan on a calendar. Yeah. Who yeah. writes down their escape plan? That's And who leaves the the imprints of it on the rest of the bloody calendar? You just take the whole calendar with you. If you're gonna write stuff down, take the whole calendar with you and burn it while you're out. Well yeah, burn yeah, burn the calendar and they obviously she took the other part, which my guess is in the next episode, she's gonna pull the the, that month of June out of her bag and yeah. David's going to be like this is why they're after us you, you know what I mean yeah when he was oh I don't think it's happened yet actually I'll wait till it happens when they're and watching out the window here's another thing that's kind of frustrating with this show like the surveillance camera shots that we get in this uh, episodes are frustrating for me because uh, they they say that they have uh, and the command center. It, it's it's really confusing how they get all of this just for a TV show. Well, uh, what they do is the CCTV is actually the TV show's cameras. I understand that, <laughs> so but, got full but should it really. be like that? To be honest with you, Fro, in America, there's all these TV shows that have to get specific um, approval by the army and uh, the the military in general. There are shows like 24 that would never be created unless they got approval by the military because the military basically has tons of input on what is shown on American television. You'd be surprised how much input they actually have uh, on what's shown and what's not shown in American television. But they probably... They probably got all this access uh, by saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then law enforcement going, oh, that makes us look really good. Okay, here you go. That's, yeah. This is uh, this show is um, what, what's that show from the Dragnet? This show is Dragnet. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, as far as it the L.A. Dragnet. police and Dragnet. Yeah. 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 Except oh, yeah. this is showing instead of showing the L.A. police, it's showing all the major federal um uh, law enforcement agencies. So, all right, we get a commercial break. We get our Br- Brady Bunch fugitive graphic again. We get Team Foxtrot, and they go to the address that they found on the, you know, the date that date on Emily's calendar because she's an idiot, like we said earlier. Mm-hmm. And Team Fox Foxtrot, they don't have like the complete address. They don't have the numbers. They only have the street. So they are staking out this neighborhood that this street's on. So back with David and Emily, they get a call from Samantha's husband that he notices a black Escalade in the neighborhood that looks suspicious. Uh, 
So David and Emily are now paranoid, uh, and we get night falling. So this is obviously the end of day one. And they don't really have a reason to be paranoid. Like, uh, here's some of this I had a pro- problem with, because, like, they are so scared of nothing. They have no proof that uh, they are hunting them at all. Well, they know they're hunting them, Fro. They just yeah. don't know. Well, they've been told. So they're going to be paranoid no matter what, because they, they're automatically being hunted. You're going to be on right. high alert all the time. And then any that. little thing can make you paranoid, I guess. But again, this is all fake. So, um, <clears throat> we go with Angela and Michelle. They wake up at a campground, at the campground they were at. So this is the next morning, obviously. Again, they're trying to make it seem like these events happen at the same time, but they did not happen at the same time. Um, but they try to make it by using t- like the timing of they woke up the next morning, these people, it's nighttime, and yeah. then the next morning, yeah. Uh, and they go to meet with a cousin of theirs. They use a phone that they get, not their phone. They use somebody else's phone. So that's pretty smart. Those little things I like, they're like the the attention to that detail where they're not using their own phone. They're, you know, pointing those things out. That's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and they see a car up the road and they're paranoid of this car. So really what the show is trying to, it's trying to point out the paranoia as much as possible at this point yeah. in the show mm. they're paranoid of a car that isn't anything it's not we we never see that it's a, a hunter or anything they're just scared of it because it's a car at the end of the road and they're just paranoid but then their f- cousin tony picks them up right at the last second beeping is he's coming to get them oh. right beep, beep, very beep, loud, beep, loud beep, about yeah. it. doesn't seem like he understands what's going on because yeah. he's not being very covert but back at the command center Teresa tells Robert that they have no data on where Matt and Christina are, which we haven't heard any more from them. But we go to Matt and Christina, and they we find out they're trying to get to Atlanta, and they try to ditch their car because uh, they don't want to be followed, and and they try to borrow somebody's phone so they can call somebody to come pick them up, but they can't. <laughs> they can't oh, borrow any this. anybody's phone for some reason. Yeah, everybody's saying no. Right. Because they don't probably they're like, what? You're two rich kids. Why you yeah. obviously have you probably have five phones in your pocket, um, and they end up just getting back in the car and driving off. And they ditch the car in Augusta, Georgia, and they get a bus to Atlanta, and they dress up in these silly wigs, which oh, it awful. looked like the one wig was supposed to be for her and the other wig was supposed to be for him, but they switched. Mm-hmm. Yep. For some reason. So he's wearing the woman's wig and she's wearing the men, man's wig. And it just, yeah. mm-hmm. she looks a, all right. She looks she's fine. She's got a cap on back to front, though. And you can totally just see her face because she's got all her hair up. Right. And a cap on backwards. So she's just all face. And you can tell she's her more than when <laughs> she's she looked her like her. Right. Yeah. 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 But uh, she, I mean, as far as like if I was walking down the street and I saw somebody not like I'm looking for a specific person. She looked more normal than he did. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he oh, had yes. this silly, yes. super fake-looking wig, like Halloween wig, not like a professional wig or anything like that. Um, and like we said earlier, they use the ATM at the bus station that they buy the tickets at. So they and, use ugh. the ATM at the bus station where they buy the tickets so that they can get on a bus to go to Atlanta. Um Complete idiot. So obviously, right away, command center gets a ping of notification that that's where they are. 
Uh, and Ben and even Owens. They... Oh, sorry. Ben Owens says, "I wonder if they're that dumb. They wouldn't be dumb enough to buy a ticket where at the ATM <laughs> they got at the ATM where they got the money." And then uh, Lenny Would says, they? "Lenny says we like dumb." Is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love I love stupid people. I love Did you have something stupid to say people. Though? Oh, I was just going to say exactly what you said, that like even oh. the experts there were saying how stupid it was. And like, do we really think it's, you know, maybe it's a double bluff or something. They can't be that right, stupid. That's ben Owens was like, they can't be that dumb. The British yeah. guy would say that. But he's not, he doesn't know Americans very well, apparently. Especially not mm. the ones from the South. But Matt and Christina leave on a bus from Atlanta, uh, for Atlanta. Uh, and we go to this ground team, this new ground team that's not Team Foxtrot, and they don't get a cool name. They don't get a cool Aww. team name at all. Like, we'll call them the ground team formerly known as the club. Um, Allison <laughs> and Jonathan are U- U.S. <laughs> Army veterans, and they go uh, to the oh, bus station. Oh, they're Team Echo. Oh, is that what it says? Yeah, Team Echo. Oh, is that in like the wiki or something? Yeah. Okay. They didn't say it on the show. They just called them Allison and Jonathan. So, um, they go to the bus station and they go to the guy to, at the counter, and they're like, "Did you see a tall guy in a bad wig?" <laughs> the guy at the counter's like, "Yeah, they went to Atlanta. It took yeah. like two. They didn't have to like question the guy. They didn't have to like try to. He did, he wasn't like." Oh no, uh, our client information is kind of like private. No, none of that. Yeah. No, 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 like, no. With a girl? Yeah, yeah, they went to Atlanta. Yeah. I'm never buying a bus ticket ever again. Apparently, there's no confidentiality at all for bus tickets. No, you want to buy a bus ticket and then get the train. I guess so. But actually, that's what I thought was going to happen is that they, at the end of this, we were going to find out, oh, they're, they're so much smarter than them. No, not yeah. so much. So the command center finds out where the bus is headed. And they send the team there, and the ground teams wait for the bus to arrive. And it's only three miles away. We get another commercial. So Matt and Christine are on the bus, and they're all paranoid that the hunters are going to be at the bus station. Guess what? They are. <laughs> at the bus station, uh, we meet Golf Team. So these guys have a name, Golf Team. So I guess maybe the graphics guy on the show forgot to put in Echo Team. They just maybe. forgot the graphic. Like a big introduction in the next one. They might be really important in it or something. Uh, no, they won't be. Okay. <laughs> they get like full background and everything. So, um, <laughs> Team Foxtrot is there too, uh, and I'm assuming Team Echo as well. And the bus arrives with the two fug- two fugitives on it, and they uh, Matt and Christine have decided they're going to make a run for it. They don't know if the hunters are out there or not, but they're just going to make a run for it no matter what. And here is where we find out another rule of the game, which they could have probably pointed out at the beginning of the show, is that the hunters have to make physical contact uh, for the catch to count. So it's basically like uh, tag or touch football, uh, if you guys played touch American football, if you've ever, if you know what that is. I've played uh, um, touch rugby, same difference. Sure, touch rugby, right. So the hunters chase them down as they get off the bus, and um, they catch both of them. And we get our tagline kind of of the show. Uh, one of the guys from Team Foxtrot goes, your time on the run is over. <laughs> and they cut to the command room, and the command room does the silly slow clap celebrate that we see that you see at the end of like 
24 when they finally catch the bad guy. That silly slow clap was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and they cross. Uh, this is where they cross off Matt and Christina's pictures, which are up on the board with red X's. That's why I was wondering if they did that to the uh, Brady Bunch graphic, but I guess they didn't. Mm -hmm. um, but it, I, I maybe I'm wrong here, but from uh, bad uh, cop dramas that I've watched in the past, past, aren't red X's supposed to mean they're dead, and the black X's means they're not suspects anymore? Yep. Okay. They put a red X like they were dead. Okay. Oh, they That's killed what I them. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see that part of the show. Uh, they didn't mention oh, no. this, but once you get caught, you're murdered. You have to be euthanized. Um, this is actually just an elaborate uh, version of what, what all dogs go to heaven with, with people. Um, so we're back with David and Emily. It's been 48 hours now, and they're still paranoid about the black truck. And this is where we find out the command center, they say they have a hundred teams on the ground can canvassing the neighborhood. A hundred teams. Yep. Wouldn't if there were a hundred black trucks riding around in your neighborhood, wouldn't that fill the entire neighborhood? Yeah, it'd yeah. be a bit noticeable. It would be incredibly noticeable. <laughs> but yep. uh Team Foxtrot are circling the neighborhood, and it seems like they're the only ones there. So I don't know where these hundred teams are they talk about, but uh David and Emily see the Team Foxtrot Escalade, and they say, oh, they, they notice they've driven by a couple times past the house. So they pretty much know that the hunters are after them. But David is like, I have no idea how they could have found us. And that was my cuts, favorite like, bit. They, the p camera, like, pans over to Emily, and she's sitting there looking like, I don't know, like all yeah. confused. All in a bit it was calendar. That's what made them follow. Uh, David's friend looks at the neighborhood and sees Team Foxtrot again. So David decides they're going to make a run for it because they think that they're onto them, which they are. So David and Emily get in the trunk of a car, uh, of their friend's car, to, to leave the house. And we see Team Foxtrot on the side of the road. And they say, that car looks suspicious. There's no reason for them to think it's suspicious. But they say it, it's because it's leaving the neighborhood at night. And it's driving fast. And we go to credits. Cliffhanger. Yeah, next week we will find out if David and Emily get away or if they get caught. Um, and then if David kills Emily after he knows what happened. <laughs> right. And we find out if, if Emily just has that calendar folded up in her pocket. She's going to go take it out and be like, oh, this is where that. we're supposed to go next, David. Um. That's okay with me. I, I didn't leave a paper is, trail. Does Team Foxtrot have the ability to pull people over? Oh, good, good question. Point. I have no Maybe idea. They'd have to run them down. Right? Do they have to like run them off the road and <laughs> do a pit maneuver so their car flips <laughs> over? I have no idea. But this show is yep. bad. I think it's terrible. No. Uh, everybody, well, if you want to check really it out, it, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Luke, you will talk about episode two next week, and Tilly will talk about episode three. Indeedy, a two-parter. Yes, Indeedy. snitches get stitches. Right, it's like a, yeah, it's called. It's at least according to the Wikipedia, it says it's two episodes, but it's a two-parter as far as this one title, snitches yeah. get stitches. I'm assuming we're going to get uh, the introduction of the rest of our uh, our uh, hunter hunties, I guess, uh, fugitives. <laughs> yeah. And we use that we use that term loosely because 
they're not really hunted at all. Right. I yeah. would, like I said earlier, I, this show would be so much better if it was. They all started out in at one place. They all ran off. They had whatever an hour or two to get away before they started being hunted, and they're all being hunted at the same time. The show would be three times as good, in my yeah. opinion. So. Hey. Well, they could hey. bump into each other and things. Yeah. Hey, war with the evil power master. <gasps> not the evil power master. He's not back again. Yep. It's oh, no. that time again. Till, uh... It is that time again. Story so time, last time, boys and girls. Last time we had to decide if we were going to go uh, proceed with our landing on Folop or if we were going to answer an SOS signal we got from a planet to the side of Folop and we decided to go to the SOS to try to help out people and we open up with the it's the unwritten rule of space flip though we cannot ignore the distress signal this is tough sector in the galaxy in we go a bullet shaped droid is eager for action oh there's one of our droids <laughs> And prepares your space vehicle for landing. The droid has a name, but is, but it is tough to spell and impossible to pronounce. It must be hard to command him to do anything. <laughs> um, oh, so you call him Tonto. After a famous Earthling, like the original Tonto, this... Is Tonto real? Isn't he like the uh, sidekick to... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the original Tonto, the droid is quiet... Uh, Quiet, capable, and ready to help out in a jam. You and uh, Flipto make an ex- uh, where expeditionary. Was I? Uh, I lost my spot. Oh, you and Flipto make an expeditionary uh, make expeditionary preparations, readying readying the radiation counters, the stun guns, and the life support packs. Uh, oh, the life support packs and the communicators. With a swirl of dust. The capsule nestles down in the sandy area of, on this minor planet. The sky outside is light green and the sand is darkish brown. Vegetation at the edge of the sand area is gigantic, tropical, and dense. It is a continuous mass of tangled green, cactus-like cactus plants dot the green with a pale blue-gray topped with vermilion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that like... Is that like the stuff that's in uh, rice aroni? It's oh, a, right. a red, I think. Oh, it? okay. A red coloring. You key a transmit button trying to answer the SOS call. Oh, well, that's this. You. Oh. I might well if he's commander. It, it doesn't say <laughs> who it is, so it is kind of confusing. Well, this is Lacunian system rapid force to SOS, to SOS call. Over. A crackle emerges from your communicator. It intensifies. Then you hear a distant, weak voice. I know this was supposed to be me. <laughs> help! Help! Mobile Agricultural Research Group 32. We are in the jungle. Saw you land. We've been attacked. Our energy is weakening. Haven't much time left. Help! Oh, and this is well, that's well. you also. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've completely screwed this one off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It could be it's a okay. trap, Commander. Says Flipto. This OS may be a decoy to lure us away from our mission. I think we should analyze the message. But is there time, Flipto? Can we take the chance and risk their lives? 
wasn't your brother a part of one of these agricultural research groups or whatever, or like your cousin, something like that? Yeah. Oh, maybe that's who it is. Yeah, I don't know. So we have to decide now. Do we decide to wait and analyze the tape, or do we decide to go in right now? Because if we analyze, if we don't analyze it, it could be a trap uh, by maybe somebody on the planet, I guess. But if we do look into it, they might they die. Yeah, because they haven't got much time left. And yeah. it could be one of our relatives. <laughs> why don't, Tilly, do. why don't you go first? Yeah. And then we'll, you go, we'll first. go for it. Um, I think we should go in right now. Yeah, I if agree. it's one of our families, potentially. Uh, yeah, it seems like the best plan. Wait, Waiting around to analyze the tape, what no. would that even do, really? Probably nothing. So, nothing. Yep. So next week, we will go to page 55. And I'll try and be the right character. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we're next. Uh, hey, do you have anything you want to plug, uh, Luke? Uh, no, I'm good this week. Uh, hey, Luke. Uh, no. Hey, Tilly. That's I right. heard that there's uh, audiobooks out there. Uh, if you want a free one, what do you do? You go to audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. And do you know what? You get what? an entirely free book. What? For your ear rolls. Do you have anything you want to plug other than that? Uh, I'd quite like to say happy birthday to my friend Aaron, who just turned 30. We're going to redo Aww. his birthday this weekend because we were both poorly last weekend when his birthday Happy birthday, was. Aaron. Yeah, he's and, the one that uh, said hello to you guys. <laughs> yes, I remember him. Yeah. He had a handsome voice, so you can tell him that. <laughs> I'll let him know. He'll feel very awkward. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, our th- thoughts and prayers are to Jeremy uh, yep. for his back surgery. Uh, yeah, feel, feel better, Jeremy, if you feel like emailing in, just let uh, let us know how you're feeling and everything. So. Yeah, yeah we want do. updates. Updates and pictures. Yep. Tell the surgeons we want lots of pictures when you have dressings changed and stuff. <laughs> not so much, <laughs> not so much of that. We don't. Need oh that. no, for me. You can just. Follow, it's all right. Just send me the email. <laughs> Next week we will talk of news of the week. We will talk about haunted episode two and three. We will talk about the Mandela effect. What is that, look? Uh, it's the belief that at some point maybe we invented time travel or maybe. Somebody has been um, changing the past. Mm. Uh, we will do another digital review of A Dog's Promise. We will have Royal Rumble results. And Luke will tell you how La La Land was. Right? Uh, we'll talk about it afterwards, but uh, if it's <laughs> terrible, I'm not going to sit all the way through it. Because I have plenty of other things to do for this show. <laughs> So if it's bad, I just won't watch it. But we will talk about whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Norway. So you're going to get a 15-minute review next week. Go ahead. <laughs> from Norway, uh, America, and the UK, this has been a long episode of another digital citizen. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.